Good evening, brothers and sisters of the leaf. Coming to you live from the corner of no hope, it's the Tuesday Night Cigar Club podcast. Tonight, the boys talk their way through perhaps the most disturbing film they've ever featured on the show. And that really says something. As they discuss the 2011 trauma horror film, Father's Day. Trust me, folks. This episode is for mature audiences only. You have been warned. Anywho, the gang will certainly need something to smoke and drink for the next few hours. That's how this whole thing works somehow. So, it's a double feature of stogies from the My Father's Cigar Factory. As they light up the Tatuaje Negocion Number no. 4. Followed by the La Apolencia Box Press Petite Cigar, which are both enjoyed while drinking a shitload of Cronenberg 1664 Blanc and Cronenberg 1664 beers. Sounds like all the elements are here for one hell of a night. So sit back, light them up, and enjoy the show. First time I've seen you boys this year. <laughs> yeah. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, it's been a nice break from you two. No offense. It's been refreshing. Yeah. Y'all doing all right? Yeah, sure. Doing okay. Well enough, yeah. well enough I guess. Almost hit a deer on the way out of here. Oh, God, they're everywhere. Yeah, that was crazy. Did you see any? I mean, you pretty much can't drive around here without. I didn't see any. Uh, it's a big issue here in the, the village. We call it uh, deer overpopulation. Um, <laughs> they passed laws where, like, you made it. You got fined if they caught you feed. A lot of people feed the deer. They like them coming around their house. And, yeah. Um, they proposed another solution. They put little saddles on them. Try to use them for public transportation. Uh, that was a giant failure. <laughs> uh, that did not work. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> real quick, uh, the alderman and the like, our version of the city council, I guess had a meeting a while back about the deer and uh, I was there for, for something else but they brought up they brought up the deer and uh, a lot of people have been pushing for bow hunting in town have you heard about that? no huh? yeah they were sweet they, they, a lot of people wanted to where you could bow hunt the deer in inside the village limits you're gonna see me outside in your front yard <laughs> all camoed up well a lot of people obviously had problems with this like our kids play outside and <laughs> The deer, the deer jumps, and all of a sudden, little Timmy's got an arrow in his forehead. So people were putting up, don't you know, no hunting zone signs. This is like hunt like your kids live here. Exactly. This is like six months ago or so. It was a big deal, and uh, so everybody was voicing their opinions, and uh, I was just kind of sitting there minding my own business. And all of a sudden, from the back of the the room, this, uh, there's this dude's voice, and he was like, "What if you didn't have to license everyone in town?" Um, with bow hunting licenses to kill the deer. It was like, got real quiet. It was like, what if you only approved one man for the task? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? Everybody was kind of like, because it was right, literally from the back of the room, everybody like, all right, here's something we haven't considered. What's, what's going on here? And uh, all of a sudden, this dude's back there, and he's like, what if that one man's extensive, unique training ensured that he would never miss? Now are we talking about viable options? <laughs> Dude was like half Quint from Jaws and half, and half Liam Neeson. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. It was the craziest shit I'd ever heard. By any chance, was there a chalkboard next to it? Like, 
It was insane. And everybody was just like, everybody was just kind of sitting there like, uh, did he start peeling a fruit? And he got well, obviously, you know, I don't think anybody knew who this guy was. He didn't get it. He didn't get the, uh, and it wasn't an 80s action movie. He did not get a license to kill uh, for him to come in with his bow and arrow and wipe out all the deer. But uh, I still see that dude around town, too. Every once in a while, I'll see him, like, at the grocery store. and With his bow. <laughs> see what he's up to. He's like a normal-looking guy. I don't know what his story was. That'd be funny, though. If he, what if he was like, Oh, that's what it was. He was like, yeah, uh, you know, my extensive training wouldn't allow me to miss. I was like, what if he ran into me at the store? And he was like, weren't you at that deer meeting? I'm like, if you recognize me, then my extensive, unique training has failed me. I can too complain this game, asshole. <laughs> Baffle his ass for once. <laughs> anyway, watch, watch out on the roads there for... Live animals. <laughs> and a man with extensive training. And men with, <laughs> men with extensive, unique, unique training, training in any field, for that matter. Uh, <laughs> welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday Night Cigar Club episode. Speaking of unique training. Speaking of unique training. I am uh, ready to get this beer on. Yeah, let's do it. Cheers, boys. Uh, welcome to the Tuesday Night Cigar Club episode 65. We've been training for this for three years. <sighs> hmm? why, What's that? Why, why do you get... What's up with that glass? Oh, yeah. What are you? Oh, the TNCC engraved 18 ounce big slug mug I'm drinking from. <laughs> Noticed that, did you? Why, why, why don't we have it? You like that? I do like that. Uh, it's kind of unique style. Uh, it's got our, our initials on it. Uh, since you asked, Yak Boy. Well. Um, the kind folks over at CoolGroomsmanGifts.com CoolGroomsmanGifts.com uh, Heard that we like drinking and, and uh, thought that we might enjoy uh, one of their uh, personalized wares. They also do uh, grape flasks, wine kits, whiskey stones, shaving kits, anything you want to get your buddies. Uh, yeah, anything yeah. you want to get your buddies, okay? Now Tut can make a little list for his other friends as... Usually this is how it goes, uh, but but uh, so I took a look at their offerings, and uh, hey man, eighteen ounce big slug mug, let's do it. Actually, I picked out something really expensive. He's like, uh, you know, we're offering, we're offering you something nice. Can you like keep it below? A, uh, so I started out the year the same asshole I ended last year with. Uh, so anyway, uh, check out coolgroomsmangifts.com and uh, thanks for hooking us up. You guys, you guys gonna go and get you one? I, I'm not going to share this one. Oh, knew it. Yeah. I was worried when I when I when it showed up. 2018 sure does sound a lot like 2017. <laughs> well, whatever resolutions there were, they're gone now. Failed. It was packed up really nice when I got it out. It actually looked smaller. <laughs> like I didn't like. I was like, man, will this even hold a? It, it looks smaller, but it, it definitely holds uh, holds a, a bottle of beer and and then some. Um, yeah, so coolgroomsmangifts.com. A lot of people get married this year, so that, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people get married every year. In my life. Well, in my life. I mean, I'm, I'm going to a lot of weddings this oh, year. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm not going to be a groomsman in any of them, but uh, well, they might change their mind. Decide they want a cool guy, party animal, mad dog in there, raising hell. And if they ask me to be in their wedding, I just might go to coolgroomsmangifts.com. <laughs> if they're listening and considering it, I didn't say definitely. I might 
<laughs> go to coolgroomsmangifts.com. Uh, speaking of, of drinks cool and beer. Coolgroomsmangifts.com. Boy, this is a weird beer, huh? It is. Can we talk about it first before the cigar? Cause I like it. I'm, I'm fine with it. It's kind of skunky. What? No. Skunky? What are you talking mm-hmm. about? Has some citrus, a little coriander in there. You know what? I can see this going the other way, though, like Don De Du style, where I hate the first one, and then by the end of the night, I'm. They're so delicious. I think that's where you're going. Uh, where you're going to go? I think that's where it's going to yeah. go. Tell us about it, yeah, boy. Let's let's switch it around. We'll talk about the. We're doing two cigars, one movie, two cigars. We got uh, two tiny cigars for you tonight. So, uh, and they're made in the same factory. So I just stacked them together, and uh, we're going to do two cigars, double feature. We're just going to like put them together and smoke one move. One. I thought about it. <laughs> okay, I'm just checking. Uh, but uh, tell us about this blue bottle I'm holding my hand. This is the Cronenberg 1664 Blanc. It's uh, French originally. For white. Blanc for white. This is their, this guy. their, their Vit beer, their white beer. Uh, their own description of it. Uh it's a fresh and fruity white beer because of its flavor and design. It embodies the elegance and taste of French in the world of wheat beers. Authentic, it is accessible and slightly fruity, revealing subtle aromas of citrus, lemon, and coriander. I am getting the coriander. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I mean, it's... I guess you'd probably say, besides being white beer, I mean, they also make another beer. Their original... Uh, or more recent, the actual just 1664. We're going to be drinking that uh, with their other cigars, right? Yes. Yeah. But uh, this one, uh, it's 5% ABV, and it has almost no hops. I mean, in terms of, I'd probably say the thing, I think I could find like it was like 10 in terms <laughs> of an IBU. Uh, so I am seeing it does have caramel color added. Big fan of the yeah, not a big fan of the additions. Of the additions yeah. of artificial colorings, but I do like the blue bottle. That's different. Remember, yeah. the, remember the old yeah. uh, clearly Canadian waters back in the eighties? Oh yeah. yeah, or the nineties, I guess. Kind of. I don't know if I've ever had beer in a blue bottle. Was the oh is is Labatt in a blue bottle in Canada? Yes, Labatt's. I think Labatt is. Labatt's blue. Yep. I drank a shitload of Labatt Wildcat when I lived up there. Whew. This is strong stuff. Okay. Uh, well, you, um, and Cronenberg, I mean, it, the, the brewery itself uh, has been around for a very long time. The the date on the thing is actually when the uh, original brewer, a uh, very interesting man by the name of Geronimus Geronimus. 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 I like that name. No. 2018. Will you guys for? Can we try something new? Will you guys call me Geronimus? No. No. A- absolutely not. Yeah, it is starting to feel a lot like 2017. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> uh, so they actually start brewing this in 1664. Well, no, not this. Yeah. The actual the brewery itself was started. Cronenberg uh, Brewery. Right in 1664. Yeah. So. Now, is beer a big drink in France? Well, it was. Yeah. I mean, all, all across Europe, beer was very... I just always... I think French. I think I think wine. Well, that... I'm not saying that the French didn't, you know, cultivate more wine, per se. They have the region for it. But they uh, they had their places as well that would produce beer. I mean, because they could only produce wine 
so much. Sure. Oddly enough, I'm not that familiar with French beers. Uh, this is the only one I could find for us to, to do on the show. Like, it gets the. It's gotten more. Uh, obviously, this uh, one of the breweries. It's it's now owned by the the Carlsberg group, uh, so okay. it, it gets a wider uh, okay. distribution globally. Actually, so okay, it's gonna be interesting with the cigar because um, there is definitely a an aftertaste um, with that lemon and coriander kind of lingers on the, the back of your palate. Um, the reason I wanted to go with a French beer tonight, I had tried to get the man behind our first cigar on the show uh, to interview him and he was traveling out of the country uh, Pete Johnson of Tatuaje so we're going to get him on later in the year Uh, but he is uh, also in the wine business and a big wine guy and the name of tonight's cigar is actually French Um, so I was trying to incorporate you know if we could have Pete on hey we're drinking actually a French beer from the uh, and he was out of the country and uh but we are going. We agreed. We're going to. We're going to talk later this year. Uh, he's one of the guys I've been wanting to get on the show for a while. And this is actually our first Tatuaje uh, cigar. It's one of the biggest um, boutique brands. Yeah, I know. Uh, normally, you guys do like uh, beyond we the have, pod stuff. We have reviewed a ton of the monster series that they do every Halloween on yeah. the website. The doctor, were, who can't be here tonight, would review a film. Uh, let's say a child's play film, and then I would smoke the Chucky cigar, and we'd write a kind of back uh, tag team review of it. Uh, those have been really fun. But we haven't actually done a tattoo eye, which is weird because they're one of the most popular brands in North America. Um, they're really, really big. So uh, they, yeah, no, they they're really, low, really they big, so we're going to smoke a base. really, really small cigar. Uh, <laughs> this is the uh, Negocion. N-E-G-O-C-I-A-N-T. But I believe in French it's uh, Negocion. Negocier? Negocion. Negocier. Y-O-N was the phonetic. Negocion. I believe okay. it. I believe it's part of it. it translate. I think it's the, negoci- the, the negotiation. The negotiation. Because. I've got a unique set of skills. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm going to get to why it's called what it is. But it's the Negocion <laughs> uh, number four by Tatuaje. It is a petite Corona, uh, four and one eighth by 46. Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, dual binder, so two binders under the wrapper holding everything together, a Nicaraguan and a San Andreas Mexican uh, binder, Nicaraguan filler, I'll come back to the price later, Uh, from the knowledgeable folks over at Famous Smoke Shop, here's what they have to say about the cigar, highly anticipated negocion, whenever I say it, I have my voice, my volume lowers, I can't say it like in my normal volume. Like, I'll be talking like this, and then, Negocion? Negocion. Like, my voice just gets real soft. Do it, do it, Negocion cigars are a marriage of Pete Johnson's Tatuaje with his sister brand, uh, Atelier. Atelier? Uh, made in Nicaragua, the Negocion is a medium-bodied cigar that delivers every ounce of flavor possible. Um, the blend of Nicaraguan filler, dual Mexican and Nicaraguan binders, and a creamy Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper lends a variety of sweet molasses with complementing cedar and pepper notes. Negocion is a Negocion. wine. Negocion. Negocion. Oh. 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 Don't pronounce A-A-N-T. the A A N T. Don't pronounce the T. Negocion. Negocion. Yes. Negocion. Negocion. Not Negocion. Yon. 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 Negocion. 
Negocion. Negocion is a winemaking reference to those who buy grapes or finished wines from other wineries uh, and sell them on their own label. So basically, Pete bought uh, these cigars from his sister company, uh, Atelier. Not <laughs> that. Uh, God, I thought the Spanish names were. Uh, anyway, with such sweet and smooth flavors, there's very little to whine about. Ugh, I'm done. Say la vie. <laughs> that was them, not me. I would never throw that in there just spontaneously like that. Um, and speaking of famous smoke shops, so that's a cigar. I'm going to light up here in a second. Uh, their popular cigar advisor website has released a new resource, which I've handed out to you fellows. Uh, the Cigar Flavor Wheel Tool, which is designed to help you identify potential flavors you're experiencing in a cigar while smoking it. Um, if you want to take a look at it at home, go to famous-smoke.com forward slash cigar dash flavor dash wheel uh, to try out for yourself. On our last episode, Tut, think about this. The Moisture de Sokka, mm-hmm. uh, Tamale. Mm-hmm. You were like, it was killing you. You were like, this flavor, I can't figure out what it is. You're all, it's been there the whole time. Yeah. I know what it is, but I can't put my finger on it. This is a tool to help what your brain, what your, your thinking, your sensation, you're receiving is looking at the wheel and finding a name. For instance, t- uh, you were going over some spices, Yak Boy, earlier. Um, like, let's say you get a nutty sensation in your mouth. Hey, no. Uh, you go to the nuts on the wheel. Is it almond, peanut, pine nuts, walnut, hazelnut, chestnut, cashew, marzipan, roasted nuts, pecans. Did I say that right? Pecans? You did. Uh, sunflower seeds. I don't know. I'm tasting a mix of graphite and lead. Which part is that under? It's under the mineral. Okay, but let's say you're getting spices and it's somewhat buttery. We've experienced that before. Uh If you go into the buttery part of the wheel, is it butter? Is it malt? Milk? Cultured cream? Or just straight up Oh, definitely cultured cream. Cultured cream? Cultured cream. That's a good band. Is that that a real thing? (laughs) Uh, Put a question mark next to it. I don't think it's real. I think they were just... Hey, we're all... Well, an adjective we use a lot around here is toast. It's got a toast taste. You go into toast. Is it graham cracker, pastry, toast, fresh bread, toasty general? What the difference would be with that and toast? Or maybe is it generally toasty? Is it toast? It's toasty and... General toast. Toasty toast. (laughs) (laughs) Holy good God, this thing is toasty toast. Why are you looking at me funny? It's on the wheel. Uh, so it's got all, just a, uh, you know, probably over a hundred different uh, descriptors here. Uh, I, I just immediately thought of you because you could not figure out what that thing that what you were tasting last episode. So feel free to go to the uh, Cigar Advisor Cigar Flavor Wheel throughout the evening. Uh, make notes on your uh, worksheets there if it, if it helps out so I can uh, report back and let them know. But uh, just another... <laughs> Another tool to aid us in this... Another weapon in the arsenal. Another weapon in the arsenal. There you go, Tut. <laughs> now you're getting it. This whole thing said, uh, says hummus. I thought it said human. I was like, what? <laughs> it's made of people! Oh. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah. Um, so, anyway, give the wheel a spin. I'm out. Uh, you know who'd like that joke? <clears throat> 
Our old friend, uh, cigar reviewer who only describes cigars as if he's answering a puzzle on Wheel of Fortune. You know that guy? <laughs> oh, God. He got a big response. People loved him. You guys were the only ones that shit on him. I did. What? He could look at the wheel and be like, notes of coffee bean and leather with licorice and black pepper on the retro hail. Because <laughs> he talks like he's on Wheel of Fortune. Well, yeah, yeah, remember yeah. that guy? I do. Yeah, right. Ooh, just like 2017. <laughs> wow. That's why I don't watch that fucking ball drop. It's meaningless. You wake up, you're surrounded by the same assholes. Not you guys. I'm talking about other assholes. Um... Todd, how you enjoying the cigar? You you went right to it. You hadn't had, you've been sick. You hadn't had a cigar all year. This I know. Is your first cigar I, in yeah, the, I'm to, like, I, I, I'm going to be kind of biased right now because it's it the could best be a, cigar <laughs> I've ever had. Exactly. Oh my god, this cigar is so good. Our first 100 rated cigar. <laughs> uh, do you like it? Mm-hmm. What are you getting from it? You're looking at gin. You, you got to like talk it up while me and uh, Yak Boy light up here. A really pretty. I was gonna say it's a really pretty Connecticut wrapper. I'm getting flavors of musk and savory charred steak. Is he doing my wheel fortune there? I think he is. <laughs> what kind of steak? Which, charred. Charred steak. I'm pretty sure this is charred. Yes. They had chicken fried steak on there. Ooh, it's not getting a little bit of a, a nice bready taste to it. Uh, a little fresh doughy bread, toasty toast. Uh, a little toasty toast. Bready bread? No, not not toasty toast, but bready bread. You know, uh, yeah, it's kind of a nice soft, soft little cigar. There's a little hint of graham on that uh, on that retro hail. Uh, a little bit of spice on the retro hail. So it's not that not 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 too bad. A little bit of chai as well. Chai tea, eh? Chai tea. I saw that on the wheel, so I, w- I went. To, I went right to it. Which, oddly enough, I had like chai tea for like the first time in two years the other day. Uh-huh. So I was like, "Oh, so that's what that tastes like." Um, I'm, I'm getting immediately some woodsy. Well, <laughs> we're not gonna do this all night, folks. I promise. Uh, if I go under wood, is it the sawdust or shavings? <laughs> Is there a is there a difference between sawdust and shavings? <laughs> Are they, I mean, they're literally the same thing. You know, I'm what? just wondering. I think it's teak. A little bit of teak. I think I'm getting the mahogany slash teak. Let's. I'm gonna. Do they have wood varnish on there? No, no wood varnish. That's okay. You do have cardboard. Um, really? Hey. Yeah, yeah, it is under wood. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting a nice little chai taste to it. That's really, really kind of cool. Well, you know, um, chai tea is right there on the on the list. I am uh, all flavor wheel musings aside, um, woodsy, and actually might be a more of a, a lighter wood like a teak or. A, um, now I'm gonna be like overly. Yes, it's a sweet, subtle oak. Maybe a, pi- maybe a pine? <laughs> How specific do we have to get here? Uh, it's an oak, but only on the back cut. It's not a, there across the four center. 
Reminds me of the pine trees just outside of Seattle <laughs> in spring. That that's what a little too. Getting notes of a burning bird's nest. Maybe a sparrow. No, no. <laughs> Mockingbird. <laughs> uh, woodsy, uh, a nice spice. Tatawahe is known for its its, its spice, uh, but not nothing crazy on the retro hill. But it is a nice spice. Uh, a little woodsiness. A little bit the, of butter. I'll draw. Oh, I'm not getting that. A little butter on the retro. I'm getting the, that spice on the on the retro hill. You getting butter? Culture crack. He's been into it a little bit longer than me. If y'all start getting better and I don't, I'm going to be real. That's why we're doing two cigars tonight. He's almost halfway done already. Damn it. Butter. Beginning of the year. Construction is pretty nice. Uh, Construction is. It feels a little bit soft to me, but the burn line is great. The ash is looking great. Mine feels just right. Uh, It's got Uh, a great draw on it. Uh, So, yeah, construction is great. I do like the, the contrast with the light Connecticut shade wrapper with that black. And gold band. It kind of pops visually. Yeah. Just real simple band with the Tatuaje uh, logo on there. But it's also, it kind of matches with the burn line, too. It's kind of cool. It's Those a good-looking little cigar. Uh, we don't smoke a lot of little cigars. But I'll tell you what, one of the things I was kind of glad to get these on the show, uh, our second cigar is, is also about the same size. It's been really cold here lately. I know we always bitch about the heat, so it's like, you fuckers aren't happy with anything. <laughs> I think our last show of the December, we were in shorts and like, oh, this is Christmas in shorts. Fuck. <laughs> now it's like, but it's been really unusually cold here uh, yeah, the last yeah. couple, couple weeks. Um, so if you're looking for a quick smoke, if you can't smoke indoors, uh, you poor bastards, uh, you want something quick, you want something around four inches or less, that's what you want. All that's right. Four inches or less. Uh, that's going to treat you nice. What did I say? Where, where am I? Hello? <laughs> Yak boy. Oh, there you are. Um, so, that you know, you can smoke it as fast as you want. You can blaze through it really quick if you want. Or uh, or you can kind of take your time. Uh, construction, yeah, is perfect. And like I said, it's just a really pretty wrapper. Uh, sometimes Connecticut wrappers, I don't know, they just... They're hard to impress me as much as a really yeah. nice, presentable uh, Maduro or Broadleaf wrapper. Yeah. Uh, it's just a really sharp-looking wrapper. Great construction, as we said. And uh, we'll come back to it because it's I, I'm just talking too much and not smoking enough. We're going to stick with our same thing we've been doing for three years. I thought about changing it up um, this year, maybe not doing movies and something else. Because... That, that would be awesome. Like, Maybe I'd read like the funny papers to you guys, and we like talk about every like what's gone on in Funky Winker Bean's life or Hagar the Horribles. Well, since I watched this movie, I think I would appreciate going over the <laughs> comics tonight, talking I, about anything other than this movie. Boy, I, I picked a charmer to start the year on. Uh. Uh, I don't know. I forget if I failed to mention the cigar was uh, manufactured in the My Father's Cigar mm-hmm. Factory in Nicaragua. Same with our follow-up cigar. Uh, and again, I was trying to get Pete on the show, who has uh, a long history with My Father's Cigars. Um, so I was looking for a uh, a film uh, that dealt with fathers. Um, and I found one. Father's Day, 2011. Um on Amazon Prime? Is that where you boys watched it? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. Unfortunately. I should probably put out some kind of disclaimer at this point of the show. Uh, 
for our regular listeners, this this probably won't. If you're still if you're still around after three years, you're you'll be okay. But if this is your first time uh, tuning into the Tuesday Night Cigar Club podcast, um, sometimes we'll tackle a movie that deals with some um, explicit subject matter. Um, some, is that what we're going to call it? Explicit, disturbing, disturbing narratives. Because uh, <laughs> you know what, life is in all um, cultured cream and mahogany dreams, boys and girls. There's real, there's real demons out there, and I'll just come out and say it. It's a shit show. Uh, the world is a shit show, Tut. You're absolutely right. Um, I like it when he gets fired up like that about society issues. No, I'm talking about this movie. I knew what you were talking about. Um, <laughs> so I'm just warning you, um, there, there is going to be some unpleasant things we must discuss uh, in the name of uh, telling the story that needs to be told. You boys with me on this? Hands in the middle, come on. No. I can't do this without you guys. No, just this once. Come on, Tut. Put it in there, buddy. Come on. Come on. This one hurts me. But I'm not going to like it. TNCC on three. One, two, three. TNCC! I was the only one that said it. That's why I got that cup. That's why I'm drinking out of the 18-ounce slug mug. Assholes. Is it? I mean, if that's a requirement to get the mug, I'll <laughs> totally be doing it. No, I'm not putting my hand in there again. Oh. Maybe I might do it later. Drink We're going to need to. I drink enough of these blue beers. Okay. Uh, Father's Day 2011. Um, by the way, there was another Father's Day movie I could have picked with Robin Williams and Billy Crystal. I wish that you would, would have. That would have been fantastic. <laughs> Any time. You guys would have hated that. No, it's Billy Crystal and Robin Williams. How could it go there wrong? There is no way I could hate a movie more than I hate this movie. Well, sometimes we have good and discussions actually, that, from that those. That Father's uh, Day was actually a really good movie. Was there any man-on-man rape in that one? No. That wasn't a theme? No. Okay. In fact, there was a cameo by Mel Gibson. That was about the crazy that one that got. Uh, so. well, he, he can get pretty crazy. Uh, well, this was directed by a handful of gentlemen: Adam Brooks, Jeremy Gillespie, Matthew Kennedy, Stephen Kostansky, and Connor Sweeney. Two of these dudes would go on to co-direct a film we all, I think, liked. I think Tut maybe had problems with it too. The Void um, that we yeah, it was all right. Featured on the show. Yeah, I mean, it's not my cup of tea, but uh, they are part of the collective creative filmmaking unit out of Canada known as Astron 6. Um, they, they've made a few films. Uh, Manborg. Manborg? Uh, Father's Day. Have you seen Manborg? I have not. Okay. Uh, I, I always wanted to and then they went to Father's Day and then two of them branched off and did The Void. I have a feeling this is where Tut will bid them a fond adieu. See you, uh, boys. See you later, dude. I will not be watching anything that you guys ever do again. All right, well, let's find out why. You know, it's easy to dismiss something, but let's find out why it's easily dismissible to some. The film did extremely well on the on the festival circuit, which I could definitely understand. Uh, this is going to have a crowd reaction factor uh, off the charts. Uh, you can't. But go. you're talking to such a small niche audience we're talking well, about what, what, hardcore you say, well, you of say, hardcore well, you, those fans well, you, you, you say uh, festival circuit what kind of festival <laughs> man rape fest 2014 man rape festivals 
Because it's like, I looked at the, the reviews on this thing, and it was like 6 out of 10, which was pretty good for like this kind of a movie. Yeah. And then I was like, after I watched it, I was like, how the fuck is this 6 out of 10? And then it was like 23 respondents. And I was like, oh, the, the most hardcore fans are like, oh, this is awesome. Uh, well, let's let the Tuesday night audience decide for themselves. Because as always, we're going to take you through the story with our own special... <sighs> In our own special way. How's that? I hope there's not a wheel to where listeners can come up with adjectives <laughs> to describe us. Uh, that would be good for anybody. Maybe, um, we, maybe we need one. You know what? Now that I'm a little bit in this before we uh, kick off into the movie. Um, I'm getting a little bit of uh, cedar. Now, the, the woodsy note is, has definitely developed into a nice cedar profile. Um uh, and that spice is still there on the retro hell. It's very enjoyable. <laughs> Maybe even a little bit of a, You're still getting the tea? Oh, damn. Oh, it. You had a beautiful ash going there for a minute. Yeah. Uh, no, mine's kind of. I'm still on that bread note. A little bread. Uh, a little bread, and it, now it's kind of developed more into toast. Toasty toast? <laughs> uh. Okay, uh, I'm mainly getting the cedar, and what to me reminds me of kind of a very light, uh, very light like breakfast blend coffee, like a very uh, not a, not nothing dark, just a, a very a light coffee note. Yeah, boy. Look at that. I'm, I'm picking up the spice, but it's almost going into almost maybe a sweet, not necessarily like a pepper. Um, I mean that that's still prevalent. Like a pep, like a like a jalapeno spice. No, no, like like a sweet, like it almost going into you know, excuse me, not like sugar or banana no. pepper. Uh, <laughs> is there a sweetness on the uh, flavor wheel? Yeah, but it's I mean it's given like really things like you know honey, uh, molasses, nougat, and that's I'm trying to think it's, it's like a plantain. I'm, I'm, I'm plantains, perhaps. Ooh, Possibly. Sweet plantains. Sweet plantains. <laughs> He's utilizing the flavor wheel. Look at him. He's pouring over it like a scholar. Like Columbus looking at his charts on his way to America. <laughs> Look at him tracking the color of the flavor wheel. Aztec? No. Indian. No. <laughs> what What you got over there? There it is. Raisin. I was just making sure. Oh, raisin to see if there. raisin if they didn't put raisin on there. Oh, you gotta have raisin on there. Raisin and butter. Stupid All right. Butter. Uh, the, and the beer uh, is not for me conflicting whatsoever with the. Uh, with the no, cigar. it's incredibly light. I mean, it's a very yeah. light, uh, but uh, very murky. Well, still. still is it uh, filtered? I'll take a take another. One. It is filtered, but it's not to the point it's where very it, viscous. Yeah. Probably a little bit of that coloring that they mixed off in yeah, there. Yeah, it's a caramel coloring. Caramel coloring. It's like drinking M and M's. <laughs> French people. Man, Get out of here! If somebody had an M M&M and M beer, I'd be all about that. Get on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, yeah, the beers uh, certainly agreeing with the cigar. The cigars. I'm still trying to figure out quite what what it what it's about. This is actually usually a very, I've always understood, uh, blenders like this size cigars as far as getting the 
intent of the blend, you know, whereas they, they kind of dislike the 60 ring gauges for it kind of distorts the blend and all that. The Petit Corona and the, the smaller cigars, they tend to, um, up to like a Robusto, they tend to kind of prefer. So, I don't, know. I don't smoke a lot of tiny cigars. So. Okay, I'll be back. Father's Day. Well, we start things off with the Retro 80s Astron 6 logo, which I think we saw at the front of the Void also. I think I remember commenting on that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, now that you mention it. Followed by a TV ad for that night's uh, Channel 6 late night lineup of films. Uh, we've got Father's Day at 1 a.m., followed by Star Raiders at 3 a.m., and then closing out the night will be Sexy Beach at 5 a.m. I can tell you guys really wish I had picked Sexy Beach. Yes, uh, yes. Actually, I was like, are these actual films that you've done? <laughs> Well, we'll actually see a little commercial for uh, Star Raiders later. I was actually happy. I was like, sweet. So if they're doing Star Raiders, they're going to do Sexy Beach. Yeah, they, they didn't come through on the Sexy oh. Beach. I don't know why they didn't. They apparently had the actors for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, well, then we are shown the iconic Troma Team release oh. opening. Uh, I believe we've seen it at least once on the show. Uh, yes. Another Tut favorite, Getting Lucky. And if that, if the that drunk tells leprechaun you, leprechaun movie. Yeah, but that was a different trauma film. That was a, well, they're both trauma in their own way. This is much more later years trauma. They got really into the over the top gore and and yeah, that, that, uh, early trauma was mainly yeah the easy TNA flicks. Um, uh, but we all love Getting Lucky. Come on, oh, I would little drunk leprechaun. Exeter, Exeter. I would, I would love to be watching, you know, nah. Getting Lucky Four versus. <laughs> oh, I can agree with that. A man on an island. If you'd asked me to watch every are. single one of the Toxic Avengers four times in a row, I would do that. Well, we're suddenly in a dark bedroom where a heavyset weirdo is cutting a poor bastard to pieces with a hacksaw on the bed. As he cuts chunks of flesh off the unconscious man, gobbling them up, eating them. Slurping down his intestines, licking his bloody fingers like he was eating at KFC. It's very graphic stuff immediately. And that's how we open. That's your first if Only I seconds. hadn't been eating dinner when I started to watch this. Suddenly a mysterious man, Ahab, kicks down the door, gun first. But the cannibal killer has escaped out the window. Uh, no worries. Ahab jumps in his black muscle car. License plate Ahab666. And runs down the man before standing over and muttering... Happy Father's Day. And he blasts him in the face with his shotgun. Boom. Uh, this then leads to a really quick animated kind of frenetic opening I credit like sequence. The, I like the credit sequence. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's set to kind of like a surf punk guitar. Yeah. Uh, the illustration was really, really nice. Really nice animated sequence of all the characters. We also see lots of uh, body parts, naked girls, and lots of text across the screen referring to the Father's Day killer. Uh, after the very brief credits end, we cut to police headquarters, where a 16-year-old male prostitute named Twink is being questioned by Detective Stegel. Stegel is interrogating Twink about the murder of his father. Uh, as Twink shout-outs his innocence, we see a series of flashbacks to just a few days earlier. Uh, the first flashback is when Twink's dad has just picked him up from jail he found him in another dead guy's hotel, another father's dead father's hotel room, uh, where he had just blown the guy, and the dad's ripping into him in the car. You don't think I experimented a lot when I was younger? 
This is your mother had the right idea to wish you were never born, you piece of shit. The dad's a real character. Uh, second flashback immediately goes to when his frustrated dad drops Twink off at the corner of his quote-unquote pizza parlor job, a.k.a. blowing random dudes for cash. Didn't you work at a pizza parlor job your junior year of college? No. It was, it was a hamburger stand. Was a hamburger stand? Was it a hamburger stand? I'm doing quote fingers to our I, I, listeners. And no, no, it was an actual hamburger stand. It was an actual hamburger stand. Oh, you know what? I actually came there a lot. And That's ate yes. hamburgers there. Okay, your story checks out <laughs> this time. Um, well, while he's going down on a middle-aged creep in an alleyway, Twink's pimp Walnut, another young guy, shows up and beats the man to a bloody pulp with a steel pipe. Was there like a committee that just chose the names for these? <laughs> Twink and Walnut. You know what? They're very Canadian. <laughs> and like only, only in Canada would the pimp be like a kind of clean cut 22 year old white guy named Walnut. <laughs> it's a very Canadian pimp. <laughs> Find me an American pimp named Walnut. I challenge you. I don't know any. If you're, Where would I start? Listeners, watchers, if you are an American pimp that goes by the name, street name of Walnut... Send us an email to office at <laughs> TuesdayNightCigarClub.com. We'll get you a t-shirt. That's who we want out on the streets representing us. Uh, if you thought that blowjob beatdown scene was intense, you might want to brace yourself for this third flashback. Although Twink's dad uh, braced himself and it didn't do him any good. Uh, oh, it's... So we're at Twink's father's house now, where he's drinking scotch and looking at childhood photos of his son, wondering where it all went wrong, <laughs> when suddenly things go very wrong for poor Twink's dad. The wrongest they could possibly go for any human being ever, as the Father's Day killer appears behind Twink's dad. He clubs him over the head with a baseball bat, then pulls down his dad's slacks and starts raping him from behind. Yikes. It's a hard to watch scene, uh, for sure. I'll get used to uh, it. There's even a I'll really used to it. weird, realistic, kind of really uncomfortable moment where when the dad's getting raped, his dog walks in the room and just kind of watches for a while and then trots off. It's, uh, it couldn't get any worse than this, right? Wrong. The killer then douses Twink's father in gasoline and sets him on fire. He runs out the back door of the house, screaming in flames, just as Twink is arriving home from blowing dudes to witness it all. Uh, Detective Steigel stops the interrogation at that point. Like, this is too much. Get out of here. I can't take any more tonight. Uh, don't leave town. That's what they always tell you after an interrogation. If they cut you loose, they're always going to tell you, don't leave town. Uh, and he cuts Twink loose for the night. Jesus Christ, man. In the first ten minutes of this film... We've had severed limbs, cannibalism, gay street blowjobs, dad ass rape. I'm sorry. Tut, I'm sorry. You haven't been feeling good since New Year's. I dropped. It's our first show of the year. It's like, let's. We haven't done this, you know. We took a little break. Like, this. I'm sorry. I, 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 and that's, that's a sincere apology. I'm, I'm sorry. I almost didn't show up. I won't oh, lie. The, the the entirety of this movie after the I I was literally like I'm just not going to watch the rest of this. 
But I'm thankful that I did up to a point because there were actually some scenes in here that were just fucking hilarious. Like, yes, like I mean, man, and, and wait, it, like man rape number two or man <laughs> man rape number three? No, none of that. None of that. Okay. Just, was it rape scene number four that that started getting the chuckles? No, I think it was actually six. <laughs> Jesus. No, that was a grandpa. Well, I guess technically ah. it is still uh, Father ah. John Sullivan. A Catholic priest is waiting for Twink outside police headquarters to offer the church's help. But Twink is having none of it as he spits in Father John's eye. Did you ever see your dad burning flames in front of you? He yells, to which Father John says, No, but I have read extensively about the crucifixion, and it was quite extreme. He's trying to relate. That's what they do. Uh, Twink's out of there, but not before gifting the priest a necktie. He's like, here... Take this. Why, thank you, son. A gift. This can only be seen as progress. And he starts putting on the necktie, to which Twink tells him, Yeah, it was in. It was shoved in my dad's mouth as he was ass-raped and burned alive. So Father John tries to immediately take the tie off, of course. Apparently it's the one tie that doesn't want to come apart. <laughs> Some gift, right? Uh, again, I'm so sorry, guys. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> and I thought the Robin Williams one would be depressing. <laughs> You know, he's dead. He's not with us anymore. It's, uh, I wouldn't want to do that to you guys. Oh, I would have. Is there any chance at some point tonight you guys will stand up in your seats and give me a no captain, my captain? No, not on this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to be pulling on inter- this interview's over. Um, Well, when Father John reports his findings to his elderly, bedridden, blind priest boss, Father O'Flynn, the old man instantly knows what is afoot. uh, Because he hands him the necktie, and when he knows the necktie, he knows that's the M.O. of Fuckman. The Father's Day Killer. Chris Fuckman. Chris Fuckman. It's Uh, actually spelled with an H. It's F-U-C-H-M-N. Pronounced Fuckman. We We had a teacher... Mr. Fox. Fox. Well, that's what he said. <laughs> but wasn't it F U C H S? Yeah. F U C H S. It's Fox. Nobody called him Fox. Uh, well, he, uh, he tells him this is the work of Fuckman. There was once a young boy named Ahab whose father was killed in a rash of Father's Day killings many years ago. Uh, we actually see a young Ahab watch in horror as Fuckman's dad eats, uh, or Fuckman eats his dad's severed penis. Uh, the old, the old priest raised Ahab as his you own. Can't just say these things. I'm, I'm gonna have to. And you're gonna pretend it's, like you. I. You need another beer. That's, I need. I need something to watch. We also have some bourbon. If you need to take it up a notch. Uh, I might. Where was I? Was I did I mention the eating his dad's severed penis? Yes. Yes. If only you could stop. The old priest <laughs> raised Ahab as his own, but Ahab eventually Some ran off. Tomorrow. <laughs> he Ahab ran off to get revenge on Fuckman, the Father's Day killer. Father John, he says, you must find Ahab and seek his help. It's only with his help that you can stop Fuckman, who's returned again. Um... I'm going to take a few puffs of the cigar. How, how uh, tight you're, you're last third already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not a ton of complexity. I mean, no, it, there's not. 
there is, you know, a couple, there's some different flavors in there, but there's not like a big, you know, wild transition shift with it. Uh, I'm still, for some reason, just completely out on left field compared to you guys. I'm straight up in that bread range. Uh, it's still, you know, a nice little toasty cigar. Hey, actually, midway, I'm about um, a little before midway point, I'm actually getting some of the, the breadiness. Yeah. Um, and I will just go with the generalized toast. Toasted <laughs> bread. Um, um, fresh toasted. <laughs> uh, pumpernickel. Yeah. I am getting a little bit of cedar, though. Uh, yeah, I'm getting cedar. I'm getting toast. Uh, and I'm, it's still maintaining that really nice spice on the on the nose. Uh, not a lot of complexity, but it's it's enjoyable. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I, I just lit up because I, I was talking so much. But, yeah, boy, where you at? I'll put it in that. Just in general, the 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 bread, little woodsy, yeah. but I'm still I still pick up the the spice on the the retro hell. I'm catching that, a I'm catching a hint of cinnamon on the on the retro hell in that last. Third. That's what it is. Cinnamon, cinnamon. He got yeah. it. He's a human flavor wheel. <laughs> That's what it is. Cinnamon. You weren't gifted with the super smell of Sean. Oh. <laughs> Wait, is that on here? <laughs> yes, yeah, cinnamon is on here. Now I feel like we're going to be giving the. Oh, is it on here? Well, well, well. Uh, found, found something no. they don't have. We're not reviewing the flavor wheel. We just throw it out there if you want to take a look at it. Like that. I, I, uh, I'm not getting anything stumping me right now where I would need to reference uh, said no. flavor wheel. But I certainly will go to it if I. And we will keep it as a handy resource here in the corner of No Hope. Uh, <laughs> Cody, could you make possibly a little. Tray where we could easily grab laminated. Could you laminate these for us? I possibly could. Now we're talking. <laughs> I think I'm just going to make a giant one. Just a <laughs> have it spinning around. Is this what we're tasting? Oh, you no. can pull it down from the curtain like a like a map in class. Oh. Could we get a wand? I could poke poke at what about, it. What about a laser pointer? Laser no, pointer. no, no. no. Oh. <laughs> Gotta go old school. Can't be high tech. Old is new again, baby. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I'm going to come uh, touch base with me before you ash it uh, to get your final thoughts. So okay. Slow down a little bit <laughs> so we can all get on the, close to the same page. Um, speaking of cigars, real quick, I do want to take, um, before we move on, a quick moment here to mention uh, another cigar, actually. Uh, let's talk about the Undercrown Sun Grown Cigar from our friends at Drew Estate. Uh, we featured it back on episode 59 of last year. Ended up coming in at number 9 on our top 10 lists mm-hmm. of 2017. Uh, featuring a delicious Ecuadorian sungrown Sumatra wrapper. Uh, the Undercrown Sungrown has quickly become a favorite of mine. I've been smoking a lot of them. Yeah. Um, I kind of bugging you with how I mean, I'm really, I, I thought it really <laughs> fit a nice niche in the Undercrown line. In between the the shade and the Maduro, yeah, and uh, I really like them. Um, so get out there to your local retailers, pick up a handful. You won't regret it. Uh, you can learn more at www.drewestate.com. Drewestate.com. Um, so, I like it. Yeah, keep doing that. I like that too. Uh, all right. Well, to be continued. And uh, honestly, I I was correct in my analysis. The second beer is much. I'm enjoying it much more than the first beer. It was it's just a unique profile. It's not something you drink a lot every day. You got to get used to it a little. Yeah, bit. I'm, I'm, I don't think that this is quite what I'm used to as a wit beer. 
it's kind of it's a weird deal because it's almost flavor wise a little bit more like a doppel except uh, it's way more light than doubles doppel. yeah this one really just strikes me like this would be perfect for summertime oh, more yeah. so than anything oh, yeah. else I mean yeah. it's just the, the the amount of citrus in this in, in terms of the flavor I'm like I'd, I'd be drinking this during summertime yeah uh, yeah um, uh, I could see that I could definitely see that um, but it, but it is, it is it, the taste, the profile of it is, is I'm warming up to it. Um, we'll uh, we'll see how that goes as we continue on. Well, um, finding Ahab, uh, who's now a lone recluse, isn't so easy. We travel across the world with Father John in search of him. We see him on jet planes, small rafts, hiking through snowy tundras. Until finally he lo- locates uh, Ahab in a small cabin in the woods. I was just really waiting for him to like run up there and like he turns around and there's like a bus going by. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does have like the Rambo makeshift headband at one point. His clothes are in tatters. Is like just Father John tells uh, Ahab of the the rapes going on of, of Fuckman's return, and Ahab wants no part of it. Uh, He's kind of a scrappy little guy, spiked hair and a big eye patch. Uh, I kind of like the character. I, I do great. like the character. <laughs> the guy who played him a lot. Uh, yeah. Uh, John, when he first, when he was, there was Ahab walks out of the cab and walks out on Father John. Did y'all see the two jars then on the table? Or did y'all not see him till later? The uh, toxic and the... <laughs> Ahab has two jar, like uh, pickle jars on his counter. One labeled poisoned berries. Or one was toxic berries, the other was tasty berries. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, at this point, this, this, this is when it's, this movie starts to become the normal trope for a trauma Correct. film. I mean, we watched so many of these in Just, college. I mean, if you, if you came over to my house in college or my, my apartment... Uh, there was a stack of trauma VHS tapes about Yehi, and you were going to see some weird shit. And we, I mean, we'd watch them. I mean, this this one. Well, we'll get we'll get more into that as it as it goes on. Um, well, there are small touches of comedy, like the the berries jars here. Uh, mainly the comedy though is in the dialogue. Um, yeah, I got to put that down. One, uh, you're you're done, huh? Yeah, it's burning Man, like a crazy. That. A uh, lot of quirky dialogue, a lot of, uh, you know, when he meets Ahab, Ahab's like the lone wolf. And he gives this huge monologue on, you know, the, the lone wolf and what it's in. The, and Father John's like, I I don't think that's true at all. That's, like, That's not true at all. It's very much Ron Burgundy kind yeah. of Will's vagina. That's not what that means. It, it's very much in that vein. Um, but I think it's, 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 it's one of the things I like about trauma and I like about some... The style of movie in particular, I love contrasts in extremes with, you know, quirky goofball humor. Uh, and nobody does it like Troma. It's a very unique recipe that they that they do. And no- the guys working on this did an excellent job of that. And that's about the only thing that saved it because in terms of this, this movie is, in fact, a is the perfect roller coaster of like. Just stupid it, it, dialogue. Well, it's it's almost then, there's almost too much stuff going on here, too many different genres, too many different styles, yeah. too many different. I mean, five directors, you're going to get a, a a very interesting stew uh, served to you. 
But uh, the main thing, though, that it's important for this to even somewhat work. The actors all play it very straight. Yeah. Yeah. They have to. Or else, literally, even I would... Then you're even, like, what even, the fuck is even the I would Even I would bail. They, they, hi, they do cast good actors in this, which is not a trauma staple. Trauma hires a lot of really shitty well, if, I, if I remember correctly, the, uh, the gentleman that's playing Ahab is actually one of the writers as well. Or was he the director? Oh, was he one of the team? I, not, I, th- I believe I, he was. Okay. Um, well, it's essential that they play it straight, and they do. And that's, that's why I, I did hang with it. Um, but, for example, uh, this, we're talking about comedic dialogue. Uh, they go outside, and Ahab immediately throws an axe right next to Father John's head. It lands in a tree. I was actually uh, wondering how they did that. That was a good shot. Because it didn't look like a cut, and it was close. I, I think th- it I may th- have been reversed. I think they may have started with the axe in the tree and, and yanked it out. and just Okay, because I was like, If someone dude. threw that, was that dude standing right there next to <laughs> yeah. it? Because it was close. Excuse me, I'm tapping this maple tree, he says, to which Father John informs him, uh, that's not a maple tree, to which a perplexed eyepatch wearing Ahab mutters to himself, then what the hell have I been making syrup out of all these years? <laughs> which is one of the few times when I just break down, I just bust out laughing. Dude, it was funny. It, no. was, it was hilarious. Because no. that dude just like, he literally gets that look on his face like, What? The hell have I been making syrup? I was still traumatized from the rest of the, it. The traumatized. How proud well, was I, I, I think they should have a tagline: "Can't have any trauma without trauma." That's. <laughs> also, well, if y'all use that, that's that's DNCC right there. Father uh, Father John ends up finally guilting Ahab into returning with him to the states, uh, or I guess to Canada. So uh, he grabs his gun. He grabs those berries off the kitchen table. Some maple syrup. His maple syrup uh, spout that you stick in the tree and, and will faucet. He grabs that. He puts it in his, his boot, boot like Jack Burton's knife. <laughs> Sticks it in his boot and they're off. They're, they're coming to uh, North America. I guess maybe it was in North. I don't know where he was. but uh, I believe everything here was shot in Canada. In Canada. But yeah. Well, they, they went to, to another part of Canada. Uh, as Ahab checks out the most recent crime scene, he gets in town. He's immediately straight to work. He goes to the the last uh, crime scene of the the Father's Day killer. He bumps into Detective Stiegel, and it turns out they're old adversaries, acquaintances, adversaries, adversaries, adversaries. Funny seeing you here, Ahab. You know, in the twelve years you've been gone, we haven't had one dad raped, one dad molested, tongue kissed, or anything whatsoever. Ahab says, hey, man, I'm only here to catch Fuckman. And that really sets Stiegel off. Chris Fuckman's been dead for 30 years, you son of a bitch. Father's Day killer, cannibal man, fat boy fucker, cannibal cock killer. The local reporters can give him any name they want, but he's dead. I'd like to see the reporter that came up with fat boy fucker. <laughs> All right, we got to sell papers, guys. Come on. What do we do? What do we do? Fat boy fucker? I like where you're going with this. <laughs> Roll. But he's only fucking dads. We could always do a retraction. Print it. <laughs> um, I like that over cannibal cock killer. That one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unless you spelled it with all Ks. Possibly. 
Now he's a racist cock killer. Uh, I didn't see him eating any black cocks. Son of a... That's racist. Against white people. I just... I don't... Well, you think he would do that? He'd be fuller. <laughs> don't you talk to my lawyer? Probably. If I had some kind of problem, trouble here? Um... Can we get some therapists? Yaks, yaks. Is it safe? I, I need therapy. Please. Yaks, is it safe? Please. Yaks, is it safe to say that these two are going to be buttonheads the whole movie? It is indeed It's a classic safe. vigilante cop relationship. We don't need you and your kind here. That's exactly what's going on. And then he, tell, he says, Ahab, I could bust you right here, but I'm going to let you go. But don't leave town. He tells that to everybody before you. <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's lady. I had the killer cornered, but don't worry. I told him not to leave town. Here's my $3 for my uh, McDonald's. Don't leave town. Awesome. Uh, Can I get more uh, sweet and sour sauce? <laughs> Ahab then heads downtown to the Low Life Club, which we should really think about renaming this place after <laughs> after this episode. <laughs> I was just like, at first I was like, I was, let's go to the Low Life Club. You thought I thought it was like they were talking about low lives. No, that is actually the name <laughs> of got, the club. It's got a neon sign, the Low Life Club. And boy, was dude. Once again, Ooh. this is when I started laughing. Like, <laughs> yeah, ah, but they got dude, me. I, I can't speak for Todd. We 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 didn't meet him till later in life. But did this bar seem really similar to you? Like, yeah, it pro- <laughs> I've been to this bar. I've been to the fucking Low Life Bar. Uh, <laughs> uh, I spent a month in the Low Life Bar one weekend. Uh, I've played in the low life bar. <laughs> I was going to say, I can see you. Uh, <laughs> bad lighting, uh, hazy cigarette smoke flooding the place, lazy strippers galore, just barely even moving on stage. Uh, then but, again, it also is, I think, like, you know, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So. <laughs> uh, again, I've been there. Uh, <laughs> Do I need to uh, go back and review this footage? Or is that, was that you in the background? <laughs> Oh, Ahab is not there for a lap dance, mind you. Uh, he's there to see his little sister, Chelsea, stage name Lynx. Lynx. Um, although, in this fucking movie, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if he did get a lap dance from his sister at this point. Uh, uh. More on that later. <laughs> it turns out Chelsea is hunting the Father's Day killer as well. She's following the police around. She's tracking Detective Stiegel because she says he leaves breadcrumbs and unfollowed clues everywhere he goes. She's got these notebooks of... She's, she's really a porter of heart and soul to tracking this guy down. You know, her dad got killed, too, by this this maniac. Um, she's out for revenge as it was Fuckman's fault that she was raised in an orphanage by abusive nuns. Uh, you can't go after vigilante justice like this, he warns her. Why not? You did, she tells her big brother. Yeah, well, I'm not my little sister. Come on, that's funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I laughed. Uh, well, she tells Big Brother Ahab to fuck off, and that's that. Uh, Ahab, well, you know, I think we should rewind as he walks because he walks through, walks into the back into the dressing room, and he's immediately greeted by what I can only say is the best. Like, what are you doing back here? Another stripper. Oh, the chainsaw. She just picks up the chainsaw. <laughs> like, that's her stage prop. I was like, it's, it wasn't even like you know, like a, you think like a baseball bat. No, creeps. no, no, no. No, it's a freaking chainsaw. You're like, you know what? I don't know who this is, but she's awesome. Uh, she actually was a good character. And and it's refreshing. This is a trauma movie. All the strippers were naked. A lot of times, cheap, under low budget films, the strippers will be wearing tassels, or you know, they can't 
find any chicks to Tromo's never had that problem uh, the nudity galore uh, I can tell you that wasn't doing anything for Tud at this point <laughs> every time he saw the stripper's asses he kept going back to the fuckman's <laughs> naked ass uh, I'm so sorry Ahab tells Father John to take him back to the hotel after a long argument over a maple syrup analogy that I'm not even going to try to get into here. It was really actually kind of funny. Are you, but are you calling me a tree? It was a, it was a really funny exchange, but it was like eight minutes eight long. Eight minutes long. Come over. on. And uh, it turns out Ahab was actually like he misses his, his maple syrup is going bad while he's down here doing all this. And the, the priest thought he was doing metaphor of. So you're. You're like the wise old tree. Chelsea is the maple syrup what? who's been neglected for too long. No, I've actually got maple syrup at home, and I, I need to get back to it. Uh, it was funny, but I just, I, I, I couldn't even fathom writing all that down. Uh, as Chelsea leaves the club for the night, she runs into Twink and his pimp, member Walnut. How can I forget? Uh, well, Twink is still completely tore up about uh, his dad's ass rape and murder. So the kind Chelsea takes them off the streets to her place for the night. Uh, well, they aren't in Chelsea's apartment for more than a few minutes when the electricity cuts off. And when she clicks on her flashlight, we see Fuckman. He's in the apartment. And he's hunched over Walnut's body. He's thrown him on the kitchen table. And he's ripping his dick off with his teeth. Like beef jerky. Like just ripping it. Uh, slowly. Really You're destroying things that I like, like beef jerky. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, uh, and he might have even been raping him no. while biting his wang off. I couldn't tell. It was dark. <laughs> there's, there's just no more beef jerky for 2018 now. Uh, you're eating too much of that stuff anyway. <laughs> uh, really enjoying it, though. It makes sense why he went straight for Walnut, though, because the pimp had just told Twink and Chelsea that he had gotten a girl pregnant on the streets. So technically, he's a father, going to be a father. That's why Fuckman went for the dad. Um, see, they're connecting the dots, boys. They're connecting the dots. Oh, yeah. This at is least, a smart at movie. At least they were consistent-ish. Well, it just seemed like a really weird story he was telling them about knocking up the girl, but then it made sense. They, Fuckman hates dads. It's the Father's Day killer, for God's sake. Uh, instant target. Well, after eating Walnut's penis... God, I need to burn these notes as soon as we're done tonight. <laughs> I'm afraid they'll cut. They like I'll burn them and I'll come back out here tomorrow and they'll still be here. <laughs> uh, Fuckman starts choking Twink to death, but then there's suddenly a loud knock on the door and Fuckman once again jumps out. For a large man, he escapes out very small windows. He gets out the the little window. Uh, excuse me. Uh, it's Ahab knocking at the door. Come to check on his little sister. Chelsea lets him in, and as they come up with a plan, uh, Ahab wants her to have no part in this, but she's she's insistent. There's yet another knock on the door, and this time it's Detective Steigel. Steigel? Steigel. Steigel. Uh, it doesn't matter. Coming to, uh, to, to check in on Chelsea. Chelsea makes a handshake deal with Ahab. If he agrees to pick her up at the Low Life Club in an hour, she'll help him uh, to help let... So she can help capture Fuckman. She wants that justice. She'll help them escape out of here without... Because they're covered in blood from fighting Fuckman. And uh, she'll help them escape out of here, and uh, she'll deal with Stegel. Stegel? Stegel. Ahab matter. reluctantly agrees. And the next thing we see is sexy Chelsea in full seductress mode. She opens the door, pantyhose first. Uh, 
opens the door for the detective. Who are you talking to in there? Stiegel asks. Just some friends, she replies. Before Ahab and Twink in full drag, wigs, dresses. Ahab still has on his giant eye patch, though. <laughs> but he's got, but they he's got, got like, like an bedazzled eye. like jewels on it. <laughs> They slink out the door in front of him. The detective's like, oh, my apologies, ladies. I, I didn't know. I'm sorry. It's a Tango and Cash tribute. Oh, I know it is. It's straight out of Tango and Cash. It's glorious. You didn't like that? You were still picturing the, the I pe- just the watched a dude get his penis chewed off. And I'm questioning every life choice I've made that led up to this oh, moment. you're just questioning one. That was introducing yourself to me. Yes. Well, it's a valid point. Um, I, well, it I, also brings up the question: like, how many times did they shoot that scene? I didn't oh. see enough teeth in that one. Do it again. Yeah, how many stunt? How many prosthetic <laughs> dicks did they have on set? Like, fuck, man, I'm gonna need one more with a little less energy. Right. Really shake your head around, oh. like a dog with a rope toy. Take For God's 30- sakes, whoever is puking back there, quit it. Take-, <laughs> Take 34. Come on, people. We need to focus or we will be here all night. Uh, um, I, I always say that. that if you ever... <laughs> tricks of the trade for a lot of these movies. If you're ever watching it, think about that one thing. The thing that just grossed you out the most or just horrified you, someone else had to sit there and take like 10 takes of that. Like... You know when they looked at the night shooting schedule and they saw that. <laughs> do we want to do that first or last year? Let's just do it first. Let's do it first, okay? Let's get out of the way. All right, what's up after that? Uh, the other penis chewing scene. <laughs> oh, damn it. We're not going to couple them out tonight, guys. How about the poor actor playing Fuckman? Why do we have five angles on this? He has no lines. <laughs> just, just eating dick all night long. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, jeez. And I like my, my rationale. Like, I think the people at my father's cigar factory would like the, that I took the care to pair a movie with father in the title. It could have been anything with father in the title. Uh, it really could have. Well, they were all... We could, I, they, every movie with father in the title is about orphaned Irish kids. Like in the 50s. Nobody wants to We could have watched that. Father of the Bride with Steve Martin. That would have been a sweet movie to watch. Is there any man rape in that one? I've never seen it. I, uh, no. <laughs> no. You know what? That movie's ruined. <laughs> you see it? All we think about is... I'm... I, 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 I'm going to keep moving. Once they're uh, free from Chelsea's apartment, they're, they're still driving around in drag. they got the wigs on and the, and the dresses. Uh, Ahab drives Twink out to the country where he digs up his father's grave. When he pries open the wooden casket, there's no body in there. It's filled with his weapons where he hides his guns. You must be really sad your dad's not in there, says Twink. <laughs> Twink's not the sharpest uh, wang in the drawer. And uh, it is an impressive, just guns, swords, <laughs> you know. Uh, oh, and across town, Father John finds a package on the church's porch containing old Father O'Flynn's severed head. Fuckman got him. Because uh, he's a father of Flynn. He can kill him because he's his father. Um, Fuckman got him, I guess, once he left Chelsea's apartment the night before. Uh, this causes good old choir boy Father John to lose his shit. He doesn't cuss. He, he's such a goody two-shoes, this young Father John. 
he uh, apparently when a priest dies, they do the eulogy immediately. Like his head shows up, and an hour later, the funeral's <laughs> going on. And two, like a I don't know, maybe ten people show up for this thing. He uh, starts mocking well, it was God. So, it was so short notice. <laughs> I mean, it was like... Uh, I'm here for an appointment with Father O'Flynn. Oh, actually, he died this morning. We're having this funeral. <laughs> uh, well, he he loses it. Um, Look at me. I'm God. I can make lightning come down, but I can't save this poor old man. And he's like, and then he's like, Look, I just made fun of God. I'm still here. Uh, he goes, he's, he's lost it. And he's like, Do you think God... Uh, after me disrespecting him like this, doesn't strike me down. You think he's going to go after this killer? No, I am. He opens up his Bible, and there's a pistol and a silencer in there, and he screws it on, and he just runs out of the church like a crazy bastard. Uh, and then there's that one, that one middle-aged guy stands up. Just a normal-looking middle-aged dude stands up. He's like, let's tear this place apart. And nobody else, like, everybody just kind of looks at him. He's like, sit back down. That was, was like, funny. Just listen here, go away a second. So you've been carrying around this Bible the whole time and it had a gun in it? This whole time. But dude, after he runs out when that old guy stands up, let's rip the shit out of this place. And like they're in a church and like no everybody's like He's like, Oh sorry. That was, it, was, it was funny. That's the these are the parts be, that are saving this movie. I think you're being too harsh, Ty. If you can get past all the penis biting. I'm not being harsh enough. <laughs> Well, we then cut to a low-lit basement where Fuckman is naked, raping a pile of dead body parts. They're, well, I guess molesting a pile of dead body molesting. parts. Uh, there's blood, bodily fluids flying everywhere. And there's a small group of worshippers in, in robes watching this vomit-inducing display, chanting, Hail the fuck manicus! Hail the fuck manicus! What's that all about? No telling. I don't care. I'm going to uh, uh, give this cigar one last touch-up and then uh, tut final thoughts, um, and then we, you can get started on the next cigar if you'd like. I've, you look like I've you gone could use into a cigar. My, I've gone into my safe zone. I've just, I'm singing Disney tunes in my head. Uh, yeah. If you're going to Disney somewhere, do not ride the fuck Manica's ride. It'll get you. Uh, no, I thought it was a really nice cigar. Uh, I'm not that familiar with Tatuai. Uh It's not something that I normally gravitate to. Uh, but it was a really nice. Uh, for uh, a lot of times I do have a... I'm not going to say a bias against Connecticut. They're usually not in my wheelhouse. I think the, the double binder actually kind of played to me a little bit mm-hmm. on this cigar. Uh, so uh, there was a lot, lot more... Uh, Toothiness to the cigar. The Mexican, I think the Mexican uh, binder gave it some of the strength that you yes. normally don't find in the Connecticut. Yeah. And I and I definitely appreciated that. Uh, like I said, you got the the bread, the cinnamon, toast, uh, the cedar. I mean, it was a really good, really good flavored cigar. It is very enjoyable, um, and it's going down. It's going down really nice. Um, I'm just down to the last inch or so here. Um, but uh, yeah, I actually got a little bit of. Um, kind of a, a coffee note in the last third, but mainly that cedar, the the spice on the nose. Um, the, I got the toast. Um, not the a lot toast? of complexity, not a lot of transitions, but uh-huh. uh, but, it, but a good profile. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. I just, I mean, 
this overall length, I mean, this is very short cigar, so I mean, I wouldn't imagine, unless they really just, you know, wrapped up varying things in increments, would it change? Uh, yeah, it'd have to be very quick little blurts of, yeah. uh, of transitions to, uh, to do it. Uh, you guys want to talk price point since we're wrapped it up? Uh, I'll go seven fifty. Seven fifty. Yeah. I'm gonna probably say that'd be like six fifty. Unless it's just is it a super special? I'm gonna support? go seven fifty one. Seven fifty you son. Eight dollars. Eight dollars. Uh, oh, you can pick these up as singles on a famous smoke shop. Um, right now for eight bucks. Okay. Um, man, that's eight bucks for four inches. I know everything <laughs> tonight's gonna be equated with dongs. Uh, I can't help it. Sorry. Uh, maybe not the best movie to watch when you're doing a cigar podcast where you're putting a. Yeah, leave that alone. <laughs> I'm already. That's already. That's already. Uh, <laughs> gonna be. Uh, but yeah, uh, that that seems a little high to me, as far as what I'm cut. Not. I'm not saying it's not. It was. A, it was a good smoke. I enjoyed it. Yeah. But uh, man, right? I, I can think of a lot of uh, Connecticut, smaller Connecticut cigars for you know a couple bucks cheaper that also give me. You know, I'm thinking like the Intemperance uh, pops to mind. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, but uh, for our first introduction into the world, and this is kind of an anomaly in Tatuaje world. They don't do it; doesn't do a lot of Connecticut's. Yeah, uh, so yeah. it's kind of a weird one to start with. But uh, uh, I did like it. Um, well, I will say, you know, for them not doing a lot of Connecticut's, they did this Connecticut right. They did. Uh, well, technically, they didn't do it. They negotiate, negotiate. <laughs> <laughs> Negocion. 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 They uh they got it from a, a, a sister company who uh who does do a little more nuanced cigar or you know, lighter lighter fare. Yeah. Um Okay. Well um we'll uh we'll call it a day on the Negocion number Negocion. four. Negocion. 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 Number four. Uh <laughs> So uh, we'll, we'll we'll work up those scores later, and then uh, we'll uh, well, no time like the present. Might as well um, here shortly. Dig into the next cigar. Yeah, take me away, Fritz. So Father John has now teamed up with Ahab and Twink. Uh, he finds them shirtless out in the country trying to shoot cans as target practice. They suck. They can't hit anything. <laughs> uh, but he's surprisingly a master marksman with that silencer pistol, knocking down all the cans with one shot. Uh, when he tells Ahab that Fuckman has killed Father O'Flynn, they all agree that the madness must end that night. Uh, but they soon realize that they locked the keys in the car after loading all the weapons in there, so they have to contend with that first. Like, shit. Now, the only thing I can think of here in that scene is, <laughs> it, it reminds me of the, uh... I was like, all the... It just struck me, as like, why are they shirtless? <laughs> no, that, well, that, that's why I pointed it out. It, for both, some reason, Ahab and Twink are both out there without shirts on. And it just struck me... Lone Wolf McQuaid. Oh, yeah. When he's doing his whole thing when he goes home. He's like out in the... And it's one of the few times because, you know, you don't see it anymore. But Chuck Norris was a hairy dude, man. He's <laughs> out there shirtless and he's got some back hair. 
I'm just like, see those both those guys shooting, and they're not hitting anything because Lone Wolf McQuaid, he's not even looking. He's just like shooting, hitting the target, like classic. <laughs> well, um, they are a team now, but it's going to take a while to get going. They they locked the keys in the car. Um, <laughs> speaking of a well-oiled team, your Tuesday night uh, heroes are about to light up their second cigar of the evening. Uh, another short little guy, a beautiful presentation on the cigar. Uh, a what color green would you call that? Um, emerald, emerald green uh, cloth footband with uh, the highly decorative uh, innate inort inort. What's the word looking for? Innate, ornate, ornate. ornate. Uh, <laughs> designed. Huge band almost covers the entire cigar. It really uh, does. This cigar is. Let me jump back to my cigar notes for just a sec. The La Opulencia uh, from my father's cigars. Uh, same factory as our previous cigar. Uh, it's a four and a half by 48 box pressed petite. Uh, Mexican Rosado Oscuro wrapper. Rosado. Uh, the binder, we have another dual binder on our hands. Two binders again. This time they're both Nicaraguan. One. Criollo leaf and one Corojo leaf. Um, little tobacco trivia for yo ass. I believe the Corojo leaf was spawned back in the 1930s in Cuba when they started doing selective breeding of and experimenting with the Criollo leaf. Hmm. So without the Criollo, you would have no Corojo. Lock that up in your noodle for future reference. Okay. And filler uh, is all Nicaraguan. Uh, filler. Uh, La opulencia is Spanish for the opulent, as we would say here in the States. Opulent? Opulent. But I've heard it both ways. I was testing you guys. I've heard I have heard, heard it both ways. <laughs> uh, and it's actually an old Cuban cigar name that the Garcia family brought back from the dead for, for this release. Um, that's all I know on it. Um, that's it? That's it. I am interested in it. But you boys have switched to our second beer a little bit uh, more traditional, non-Blancish version of the Cronenborg. Tell us about it, Yak Boy. This now is basically almost their their flagship now. The just the Cronen Cronenberg uh, 1664. Uh, this beer is actually for the brewery. It's not like super old, even though they've been around 300 plus years. This was actually created in the 50s. When they started brewing this beer, and it has become their most popular. This is the flagship beer of Cronenborg. Yes. Uh, it is a pale lager. Uh, like I said, it was first uh, brewed in 1952. Uh, it is the the main here is that it uh, a, uh, a the French aroma hop from uh, Alsace is used that's the, that's the main and so we are going to get a little bit of hop presence in this one yes excellent now this one is still not very much the the hop here is maybe 2025 20, on the IBUs but and the the ABV here is a uh, five and a half percent so but it was the original five or the Blanc was five Blanc was five and it was like 10 or less on the IBUs yes yeah. 
It was nothing. Very sweet, very citrus. This one should not be. I mean, this will be more, like I said, it's a pale lager. So it'll still be very light, but it's, it should be... Some different flavors to it. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to finish this Blanc, and then I'll join you guys on the, the next leg of our French beer journey. Um... Nice little green tea on the cold draw there. I am getting something. I was actually... I haven't uh, clipped it to get the uh, a draw on the cold draw yet, but for some reason I'm hesitant to put anything in my mouth this episode. There is a tea there. Uh, I don't know if I'm going green tea, but uh, yeah, there's a tea leaf kind of component on the cold draw. A little bit of oak. Well, bear with us, folks. We're going to light these. My uh, father does some tasty cigars. They do. They do. Getting no spice on the retro hail to begin with. Really? Because I'm getting a little bit of pepper. No, I'm not. Uh, get a little mineral uh, on the draw. Uh, very characteristic of Nicaraguan. That is so weird because I got a little bit of, I got a blast of chocolate on the first puff. You never then, get chocolate. I know, I never get chocolate. And then I also get a, got a little bit of pepper there on the back of the throat. Uh, mineral and a, and, a, and, a, and a rich chocolate on the draw. I'll give you the chocolate. I'm not getting any spice whatsoever on the on the retro. Hill. No. Or any pepper on the retro. Hill. Oh, and beef jerky. Never have beef jerky. No, <laughs> no, I'm not getting beef jerky. Wiener schnitzel. <laughs> what is that? Slim Jim? Oscar Meyer hot dogs. You guys getting that? No, wait, no, no, no. Make it Nathan's. Wait, let me check the, let me check the flavor wheel over here. Oh, no hot dog. I'll tell you what, I'll never be able to watch one of those Nathan hot dog eating contests again after this movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess guys pan, just shoving those wieners some, in their mouth. He's going to pan across these guys. Gonna get <laughs> Dude, we should go to one of those Nathan's contests in our robes. Hail the fuck manicus. Hail the fuck manicus. Uh, we warned you guys. Get out of here. <laughs> this right. is the last time. Can we have some wieners? <laughs> if it'll make you leave. Yes. <laughs> uh, I guess we could always just buy our wieners like everybody else, but that'd be fun, right? <laughs> the doctor would be down. He's not coming, but the doctor would put on that robe. Um, wow. A completely different uh, smoking, uh, initial smoking experience than the, the previous cigar. Uh, chocolate. Rich uh, earth. Um, that's where I'm getting that mineral from, that, that earth. But I am getting just a really rich, um, nice chocolate. Not, it's not like a dark or a baker's. It's chocolate. Yeah. Um, it's good. Yeah, yeah, I like that off the bat. Uh, really good draw. I just barely clipped yeah. the, the box press. 
Uh, Tut, I'll keep an eye on you when you pour the new beer. I'll let you have a little bit. Uh, I do like the head on the yeah the head yeah. on that new it's beer. Frothy. Is, uh, it's it's beautiful. So I uh, wonder how it'll look in my sweet TNCC glass from CoolGoomsmanGifts.com. CoolGoomsmanGifts.com. Rubbing our face and all the cool stuff. You know what? That's just Again, let's not talk about rubbing our faces and anything. Uh, you can't say anything anymore. This reminds me. We should probably get back to the movie. Uh, at the Low Life Club, Chelsea has given up on her asshole brother picking her up. Remember he promised to get her in an hour? He never showed. Uh, it's kind of Ahab's M.O. with women in his life. Uh, he but you di- know who did show up? Disappoints them at every turn. Well, Fuckman shows up. Uh, and he's even more pissed and driven than ever before. Uh, he kills the strip club manager, Sleazy Mary, who's another girl that Ahab had disappointed in the, in the past. Uh, and then he heads to the dressing room. But can you be disappointed if your name is actually Sleazy? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Sleazy Mary. It, it was never going to work out. Take it, Sleazy. Uh, he ki- After he kills her, he goes in the dressing room where he gets into a crazy hand-to-hand combat fight with that chainsaw. She pulls out that chainsaw. She pulls out the chainsaw. Uh, She slaps around with an enormous dildo she had on her table. Which I'm surprised he didn't bite that. Uh, (laughs) You know what? I'm thinking the term enormous dildo is what will be called when people listen to this podcast. (laughs) You guys familiar with the Juice Night Cigar Club? Oh, those enormous dildos. Uh... (laughs) Uh, she also breaks a couple beer bottles over his head, but this guy's relentless. He's just a big. Think of uh, what was the guy's name in Office Space? Milton. That, Milton. He's it's like Milton. Milton from Office Space, with a with a, just an insatiable hunger for dongs, uh, and we don't know why. <laughs> Will we learn? Stay tuned. I don't. I, I don't care. Uh, but anyway, he's not phased by the, the dong slapping, the dildo slapping. Sorry, I corrected myself. <laughs> One of listeners depend on me to be a, a reliable narrator. The dildo slapping across the face, or the beer bottles, he just keeps marching at her. Uh, the chainsaw fell on the ground, and eventually he gets her face down on top of it and shoves her face into the chainsaw, and it's just a grotesque... It just saws her. Okay, I... Stop. Stop. <laughs> I will say this. Oh, real quick, can I mention this? Chelsea's sitting right by all this, <laughs> with but her she headphones. has her Tuttle headphones on. I can't on. hear you. I got my headphones on. She has her giant Tuttle and, headphones well, on. Let's be honest. It's not just like she has some earbuds in or something. She has these enormous discs big cans, that man. are covering the sides of her head. Like, Of course she can't hear anything. No, I did think of that. When I saw that scene, I was like, she can't hear anything. But you know what else I can't figure out? You related. Finally, you relate to a character. (laughs) You know what I can't figure out? She's literally looking at a mirror. (laughs) A whole wall of mirrors. She's doing her makeup. In the mirror, which, you know what? Mirrors don't do. They don't reflect off to the side. So how are you going to see all that going on? But you know what? Sometimes when I'm putting my contacts in the morning, I'll think I see a guy getting slapped by dildo in his face. But I'm like, no, I just... So I'm, Obviously, I'm not. I need uh, another cup of coffee. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna veg out to my tunes on my enormous headphones, and uh, I'm, and also, I mean, I'm sorry, I don't know what kind of headphones they are. I really want to get some because if they can drown out a chainsaw two feet away, man, that's you need those. What uh, I when I mentioned that he shoved the stripper's face down in the chainsaw, and we see it getting ground up in blood and bones and teeth. You said stop right there. All right. First of all, I hate the amount of gore that's in all this crap. But it's practical. 
but it's practical and it looks good. It really just like the void. They really do a good job these guys, on the practical effects. These guys respect the craft no. of of gore and prosthetics. All the intestine shots. Everything looks great. It looks really, really good. It looks great. Yeah. All the all the practical blood splatters. I he was say, all the all, all the practical dongs <laughs> that they were slapping all around. All the prosthetic dongs that they use. I'm, sure I'm sure this scene was confusing. All right, let's get those dongs in there. All right, I'm sorry, dildos, dildos. Uh, that's Ted. <laughs> whoa, whoa! I got I got dongs. Ted's the dildo guy. He's got, you know, he's got the little tactical vest with the tapes and a couple of dildos hanging off. It does. The, the effects, just like The Void, are impressive. Yeah, they, they really did a good job on that. As much as I hate to admit, it, look, it looks good. And look, let's just take this opportunity here. I grew up watching these trauma movies. I was a little little more desensitized to it than you. I know you. this isn't your cup of tea. This isn't my cup of tea. I'll be honest. The extent of 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 man on man sexual violence that I've experienced in film, and I've seen, you know, I was a horror kid, and I've made horror movies. I haven't seen a lot, and I think there's a good reason why Pulp Fiction is always when that was brought to mainstream. When you saw Zed, you know, going at it with Ving Rhames, no one had. I mean, that that was like. You can't. This, what? Like I'm. I, I'm at Cineplex Odeon. I'm at Cinemark. Yeah. And I'm seeing this. But it was done in in such a. The story was so great, and the characters were so great, and you were so on board. It, it had the right effect. It was so jarring. This this is not that. This is. I mean, we saw our first man rape five minutes into this movie. This movie was made to offend and stir the pot, and you know it. It, it is the ultimate. You know, when the Grindhouse movies, Hobo yeah. with a Shotgun, and Machete, yeah. when these the string of movies came out, kind of paying homage to the really low exploitation, low budget exploitation movies of the seventies and eighties. This took it to an absurdity. Yeah, and what I will give these guys credit for is this the doctor and I have talked for years about how do you make a new slasher introduce a new slasher it was a miracle when John Carpenter made Halloween he made a the film was called the babysitter killers yeah or the babysitter killer and like whoa whoa, whoa. why don't nobody's made a movie called Halloween let's set this on Halloween and this will be and then you had New Year's Evil, and you have Mother's Day, and you have you know all these. Uh, in Grindhouse, the Eli Roth made a trailer, Thanksgiving, yeah, or Thanksgiving. I'm sorry, you know, but it was a, a slasher that killed people. On there's a trend, there's a, a, a genre of horror theme slashers that take place on calendar dates. So how do you, how can we make a Father's Day movie, a Father's Day killer, interesting or something new? I give him credit for that. I would never have come up with this. A a butt fucking cannibal that uh but it, it's it's so far over the top. Yeah. And we've certainly never done a film like that on the show before. And I I think we've done a little bit of everything on the show, but uh 
this even for me being a, a desensitized bastard to this stuff was it uh and which was like you, I think you mentioned earlier, it's a shame because it does do some really interesting stuff later on. But that's what sucks is that all the interesting stuff you're going to lose the tuttles. I, I just you're going to lose. I, I've got there is no room in my life for this movie. There's there's absolutely none, and I won't even make room for it. I mean, it is just it's like an 18 year old saying fuck for the first time, and it's just kind of like. One, you should have been saying that fuck since you were like 12. But now that you're just saying it all over the place just to be offensive, that's not clever. That's not funny. It's just... Well, I don't think... I got, I, I got, and that's, I got no I no use for this movie don't at all. think that the, the, the repetitive fuckman scenes where he's, he's, you know... He's raping people. Raping people and biting off wangs. I don't think it was meant to be funny. I think there's two, two or three threads in no, this film. No, it was it was meant they to be. The it was meant to, very seriously. They take. It the, was meant to be offensive and fucked up and disturbing. And congratulations, you got all three of them. And then you went to that wheelhouse again and again and again and again, to where I'm like, all right, that's cool. I I, I don't have room for snuff films. I'm I'm just not. Well, well you gotta you gotta. First of all, you gotta. It's not a snuff film. If you can have softcore porn, this is a softcore gay snuff film. I, I would disagree with that description, only because, uh, snuff, by definition, snuff films are purported to be real. That's what a snuff a snuff film is a, a real documentation of a real uh, violent act. I mean, th- this is fiction. It's never portrayed to be anything it's not, but it is. Uh, Portraying violent man-on-man sexual violence, uh, the likes of which I don't think has been done before with such glee. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's not. I know it's definitely not in Tuttle's wheelhouse, for God's sake. Uh, I know, growing up with me, you saw a lot of weird shit that you probably wouldn't have seen if you hadn't grown up. With me, but I watched a lot of science fiction, <laughs> aliens, Star Raiders, Star Raiders, <laughs> uh, things of that genre. But I, but I, you know what? I, I guess there was a moment there where, you know, I considered bailing on this for as far as the show goes. Um, but you know what? I mean, we do everything here, and if this movie makes Tuttle uncomfortable. I don't think that's a reason not to do it. If this movie shows, you know, this sh- you should have only seen three dicks bit off as opposed to eight. Okay, well, that's our opinions. But like it or not, these guys have a huge following, Astron 6. The Void is by far got on everyone's top five horror movies of last the year. The Void list. is not this movie. Same guys behind it. I don't care if it's the same guys. It's not this movie. It's not this movie. The the void is is classy compared to this. Well, they they went. This makes the void look like fucking <laughs> goddamn Citizen Kane. It really does. Well, there's there's no fucking redeeming value to this movie whatsoever. I will say this though, as a film as a filmmaker, and 
the you know any reaction is a good reaction. The worst thing you can have as a filmmaker is someone who says your shit is boring or I don't know what I thought of it or eh. Yeah. I would think that I have no goddamn use for your movie is a pretty bad reaction. Yeah, but some another one is anything that your name's ever attached to, I'm not going to watch. I think that's kind of a so you're blacklisting these guys. I'm blacklisting. You're done. I'm not watching another one of their movies. If you come up with trauma, sorry. Oh no, trauma movies. Not just these no. filmmakers. You're you're banning an entire production company. Yep. You're never gonna watch the Toxic Avenger again? Come on. Nope. <laughs> wow. I, I can't say that I would do that. It's a pretty broad brush. Yeah. But it it's an interesting discussion. I'm not gonna tell him he's wrong. Trump's one of those studios. Well, I mean, I'm not. It's but, it's a classic. They and see this is this is one of those films that's really tough because I don't believe in censorship. I'm not saying that you can't make it, but don't expect me to be happy when I'm fucking having to watch this shit. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess I I'm just I, I'm a little. Some of my favorite albums of all time have been completely called the worst of names by critics as total trash as total waste of time as total garbage to me it was exactly what I needed that let me caveat that that was not this film this I was not, about to say Siskel and Eva could give this two dicks up and I wouldn't give a shit two dicks up <laughs> <laughs> so we can rip them off uh, well you know what that's one of the good things about us we're different uh, audiences you don't like in your natural habitat, you don't watch the same stuff I watch. Obviously, you know, Tut watches mostly girl stuff, and it all works somehow. I'm going to have to watch Matthew McConaughey's <laughs> chick flicks, his entire anthology to cleanse myself. He's going to be all tripping out. Just, all right, now I'm going to bite your dong off. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't get it out of my head. Hell the fuck, man, I guess. All right, all right, all right. Just jumping on some penis heads. God damn it. <laughs> it's oh, it's okay. it's anything I can bring to the table that can get a little bit of rise or discussion. That's what I kind of stuck with it for. And I'm glad. I Dude, I respect the way you feel about it. I'm not to where I'm going to ban anyone from my life or from my, my, you know, if they make something that looks interesting, I'm not going to not see it. If they make The Void 2 and it looks badass, I'm not going to be like, no, I'm not going to watch that because of Father's Day they made. When oh, they I am. That's your right. That's it. That's that's absolutely your right as a consumer. My right as a consumer of cigars is to tell you that this is really good. Yes. How'd you like that segue? <laughs> Thank God. They probably don't, but it was a nice one. Um, I'm really kind of impressed. I, I must have had just like a bad my father experience, like on the first cigar that I had, because uh, I I remember. <clears throat> I remember hearing about them, I guess, like, uh, Ficionado had them high-ranked on one, and then... Their Antilles, I believe it is, got the number one cigar of the year a few years ago. Yeah, and I grabbed it, and I was like... Is that right, Antilles? It sounds I weird. think so, and then I was like, yeah, it's it's not... It wasn't bad, it just wasn't... I mean, I wasn't blown away by it, especially for a number one ranking. But then I had that, uh, what was it, the Le Bijou 19? The Le, that's their big their big one, the Le Bijou. I love that cigar. Yeah, that's their uh, most... They say that this... <coughs> excuse me. 
<coughs> I've heard this referred to as a, co- a cross between the Le Bijou, which is their big seller, and the in- the I got I'm getting that name wrong. The Antilla, the uh, two of their biggest cigars. This is kind of a medium, yeah. meet, you, meet you in the middle. Yeah, I can I can see that. Um, I haven't smoked a lot of their stuff either. Uh, we did their Blue Label last year, which was a really straightforward, really good broadleaf smoke, I believe. Yeah. Um, man, uh, it, the ash just dropped. Smoke traveling up the body of this thing. Perfect draw. Chocolate uh, from the get-go has been great. Uh, I'm getting a little bit of cream, um, but there's a strength as well. Yeah. Uh, Really, really nice profile. Again, yeah. not a lot of complexity like Alaska. No, no, not a lot of pl- complexity at all. Uh, I'm definitely getting some... Uh, uh, man, I hate saying cedar because I don't think it's cedar. It's definitely woodsy. Did you uh, look at the flavor wheel? I did look at the flavor wheel. It could be teak. Uh, it might be that teak. I haven't licked a lot of mahogany, so I'm not, not exactly sure what mahogany tastes like. Uh, there, there is a woodsiness there with the chocolate and the. Um, I, I mentioned a light coffee presence. Pencil, it's <laughs> pencil. pencil. You getting pencil? <laughs> uh, I mentioned light, like a, a breakfast bun. There's a really light kind yeah. of coffee on this one. This one has a much darker uh, kind of French roast. Uh, I'm getting yeah. on the back end with the chocolate. Man, it's good. It's pumping out just yeah, a like gorgeous it's, smoke, it's, gorgeous ash. Wood. What do you Wood, get? We, but, have, we haven't. We're not touching the. I'm, that chocolate. That's very prevalent. I would say it's like a dry, dry. I can't say wood. Like like woodsy. The stuff in the hamster cage. What is that stuff? This wood cedar <laughs> bedding. Is that what you're getting? It's <laughs> not cedar shavings. Cedar it's like shavings. Cedar shavings. <laughs> no, I just. I, I don't know. I, the uh, I will say this. Let's, let's uh, real quick. We all are drinking the second beer, the Cronenborg uh, uh, sixteen sixty four straight up. The yes, uh, pale lager. What do you guys think of that? You like it better than the Blanc, or I definitely think it's a better pairing. The Blanc, just with that 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 citrus, it really makes me think more like summer, and like right now, I'm not, I'm just not digging it. Like right now, you handed me. A stout or a porter, I'd be all about it. That, that's like drinking a cider almost. So sweet that I don't, I don't want that. What's that cranberry cider See, I tried at the pub the other night? Sorry. Oh, the, uh, you guys just got a cranberry cider. I'm not a cider guy at all. I hate cider, but uh, I tried your. Uh, you had a cranberry cider out there the other night. That was uh, the TCW. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. I, I didn't get any kind of cider. Uh, Effects from from that. I actually. Well, I'm just saying. It's, I, it's, it's I, I liked it. I liked it I better actually, than the 64. Uh, I actually. I'm going to be with Tut on this one. I thought it was a good pairing beer, and that it, you know that the lemon was restrained and the coriander. It just had a really good. It was like a, it was kind of like a, a, a neutered donde do. Yes. All that strong yeah, stuff you get. Yeah. That, it wasn't that. It was the same stuff, but it was. It, you it had was, the citrus was, and you had the coriander, was, but you backed way off that floor. Way though. backed off on it to where it was just kind of nice. Yeah. And I think it uh, it might actually go just as well with this one as it did yeah. with the first cigar. Uh, this one to me is is it's uh, a it's, it's a traditional it's lager. A, it's a I little mean, it's a little more for a pale lager. It tastes a little more straightforward lager to me. Yeah, I mean it's just a not nice, very malty. It's just a nice no. traditional lager, actually. 
But a lot of times with lagers, I associate that kind of heavy maltiness. I'm not getting that. It's it's crisp, and uh, none no n- neither one of these beers are going to give you a bad pairing with. Again, cigar-wise. I'm getting a touch of gram on that retro. Hmm. Animal cracker. Graham. Are animal crackers graham crackers? I don't think so. No, animal crackers are. Uh, it's a short, like a shortbread cookie. Shortbread cookie. That's what oh, I'm getting on the retro hill. I'm something get, they don't have. I'm getting shortbread animal cracker on the retro hill. No, closest thing that they would have would be pastry. No, they do have cookie. I'm getting cookie. Yeah. I am. Uh, you say uh, graham cracker. I'm getting animal cracker on the on the retro. I hill. could probably go more more animal cracker. Which is so nice to not have that spice on the retro. Hill, yeah. To have a completely, you know, kind of different note coming through the nose while you're dealing with the chocolate and the, um, the man. It's no. I'm, I'm, I'm going. It. I'm going with a touch of. And I'll be honest. I'm going to give a little. I'm going to give a little shout out here. Uh, our. I'll be done in two minutes, but it's, it's go cool. slow. Our uh, go-to uh, Facebook cigar group, Cats, uh, there's a, a gentleman on there, a good guy, Levi Lucas, who always is kind of up to speed on the on the latest and greatest smokes, and every time he's p- really pushed a smoke, like, I see him smoking it a lot, and he, he's on top of it, I tend to like it. And uh, I finally told him, I'm like, we, we're going to have these on the show. And he's like, you are going to flip out. Like, I think it might have been his best cigar of last year. Um, I see why. I, w- I wish we had a longer, a bigger Vitola uh, to see what this thing would do in yeah. like a Toro size, six inch or whatever. But uh, maybe we could revisit it down the road. Uh, I'm, I'm really, really, really digging this cigar. Our gang of heroes arrives at the Low Life Club a little too late. And after the dying bar manager, Sleazy Mary, gets a rem- she she'll only tell Ahab what Fuckman did with his sister if she gives him a kiss, or if he'll kiss her. But she's spitting out blood, black blood. Well, I love his like. He's like, you're kiss me, but you're gross. gross. Now you're like really gross. You're dying. And she's like, do it. So finally, he gives her one. Like, I didn't even feel it. Well, your your lips are numb because you're dying. Because you're dying. Uh. But finally, he gives her a good enough kiss where she tells him that uh, Fuckman took Chelsea in a white pickup truck and headed east. I don't know how she knows that. He killed her first. Like she's been on she the floor the room, staring at the ceiling. Like, got a truck? Oh, yeah, it's a white truck. The license plate number is this. They took off east. Down the- how do you know this? I mean, it'd be different. Like, she's like facing out a window or something. But no. Well, this leads to a rather impressive car chase, and I mean this seriously, for a low budget film. Uh, where These guys cha- are doing their own stunts. They're chasing like, Fuckman. At one point, Twink gets out of their car and jumps on to the side of Fuckman's truck. He's like s- holding on to the skiing. door, skiing, skiing across the on gravel. the gravel it's, country road. And it's him. And it's, it's Twink. It's him. And then at one point, Ahab, take the wheel, he gets out on the hood of the car and is standing up and jumps over into the bed of Fuckman's truck. And this is real. It's impressive. impressive it actually stunts. is impressive stuff. It reminds me of the old. Uh, I, even you, I never made you watch this. Uh, uh, this really maverick uh, indie filmmaker, Jim Van Beber, uh, made a movie uh, back in the I don't know, late '80s, I guess. Uh, Deadbeat by Dawn, where he did a lot of his own stunts, and there's a lot of car shit where he was hanging on the side of cars, and you could see him like 
Like, how did you not die? One slip and this movie's over. Yes. And th- that was this scene. I was like, man, bravo. Like, these guys, these actors went for it. Yeah. Um, well, uh, again, just practical effects, practical stunt work. Uh, even Tut, who despises this and will never watch anything associated with these guys again, gives them props for it. Yeah, I mean. All right, you got to. You got to respect talent. At the end of the chase... Uh, I can't... No, I'm, we're going to edit that out. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> you said they were talented at filming their actors risk their lives for this movie. Well, it's just, you know... Uh, what movie did your, your husband die on? A Perfect Storm? <laughs> no? <laughs> oh, God, was it that one where the guy was gobbling up all the dicks? Yep. Yeah. I heard about those guys that... Uh, yeah, that was it. Well, I mean, it just, it kind of, uh, it... If you're going to die for a movie, this isn't it. Well, I mean, it, uh, this is actually a good movie to, to illustrate the difference between practical and CGI. So much, so many times in today's modern movies, like, you know, we, we come off the Star Wars film and all that, there's so much green screen going on, there's so much trickery going on, it's, it's believable when you see an actor fucking dragging his feet across a, across gravel being in a car. By, yeah, you know it's it's stuff that younger filmmakers don't think too much about putting their 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 talent and themselves in. Uh, there there was two examples, one horrible, but on my film Underbelly, which you go to our YouTube channel and watch. We did a racetrack scene where the the bad guys are doing a day at the at the what do they call those little race cars? Uh, go cars, but they're fast, they're like yeah. big, like little indie cars, basically yeah. going around. And we were filming them from a golf cart in front of them, and this golf cart taking those turns. I had a camera. My cinematographer was laying over the back of this thing, uh, not strapped in. I was hanging next to her. And every turn, this thing was going up on two wheels. <laughs> two like, wheels, yeah. I, no legitimate film production would let you do such things. And to a sadder extent, um, when I was in college, we had a campus TV station. And these film students had a reoccurring series called Habeas Corpus. It was a detective, like, spy. Two of them were secret agents. And they, they just, it was like a little serial that they did, little 20-minute episodes, black and white shot on VHS that they, they would show on the, the campus channel and uh, they had a stunt where at a, at a local pub um, at Sam Houston some bad guy was trying to get away from there or whatever and he was going to leap from the it was a low roof of the pub onto the back of a pickup truck yeah. and get away and when they filmed it as the, the truck started pulling off the guy jumped didn't time it out right and dude cracked his head open and died. Oh. And that shit can happen just like that. And you, a lot of times as young filmmakers, you don't, it's not even, a, you're, you're you don't bu- even, pre- you're yeah. bulletproof. You, yeah. It's not, you know. So whenever I see shit like this, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I get nervous. I get a little, a little, a little squeamish. Uh, but I, at the end of the day, I, I do respect the hell that they pulled it off because it looked great. It looked really, yeah. really good. At the end of the chase, Fuckman gets away with Chelsea. Uh, the good guy's car explodes. They run into a boulder, and Twink's like, "I think I can fix it." 
I think I can fix it. And then it just blows to smithereens. Uh, a- Ahab's badly wounded at this point. He had a crowbar weapon that went all the way through him. A tire iron. A tire iron. It went all the way through his belly. They show him pulling it out. And it's just, I just love it. He comes up and goes, yeah. And then he starts pulling it out. Ah! Ah! I'm just screaming as he's pulling it out. I have to admit... I chuckled at this scene. Oh my God. Well, there's when one... everybody starts screaming. Well, oh, yeah, they're screaming, watching him pull the thing out of him. But then he passes out. No, no. Before that, they're they're standing there. The car is blown up, and they're standing there out in the middle of the nowhere. And they look around and they see a bear, <laughs> like a big grizzly no, bear, no, no, no. but it's just like... a bear head, like <laughs> peeking out from behind some bushes. Oh, we gotta get and out Twink of here. Goes, it's not safe here. We should get. <laughs> That bear had killed me. But the whole before that is that <laughs> the Ahab character he pulls this tire iron out. Everyone's screaming. He passes out, and literally he's like falls down. And the first thing Twink goes, "Is he dead?" And the priest goes, "Yes." Just not, not even checking or anything. And he like then goes in. He's like trying to close his eyes, and you literally see him like brushing his hand away, like I'm still alive. And next scene, sure enough, he is still alive. You're like, I, that one, this is the one scene where I could not stop laughing because it was like perfect timing. Uh, like, I judge. Yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah. Is he dead? Yes. <laughs> Just trying try to close his eyes. He's like, no, I'm alive. Uh, they had me at that bear. <laughs> and then he's like, we've got to get out of here. I don't think it's safe out here. It's literally like 10 feet away from this giant bear just watching me. <laughs> Well, that night, stranded out in the middle of nowhere, they make a small campfire, and Ahab recounts the day that Fuckman killed and and molested his father. That's the day he also took a razor blade and slit Ahab's eyeball, which they show a real eyeball gets slit with a, a, a straight razor, and that's why he wears the eye patch. He also flashes back to the opening scene of the film. Remember when we saw him chase down a guy and shoot yeah. him? Uh, he thought he ran over and then shot Fuckman in the face, finally ending the father-fucking nightmare. But it turns out Fuckman tricked him. It was an innocent man Ahab killed, and after being arrested on the scene by Detective Stiegel, Ahab went to prison for 10 years. After taking that innocent father's life, it was a some guy that, they had, that uh, Fuckman had placed down there with a tape over his mouth and he took off running and uh, kind of a, a pawn in Fuckman's game, if you will. Uh, after taking that innocent father's life, Ahab disappeared into seclusion. He's like, I killed somebody's father. I'm done. Uh, Ahab then passes out. Again, he's, in, in, he's really badly wounded. And Twink and Father John huddle by the fire. They're starving, and they realize, well, you know, uh, Ahab had these berries in his pocket. Uh-oh. <laughs> yes, but I mean, quite literally, they had a label on them. Toxic label. berries. <laughs> toxic, tasty. It's, 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 they're yeah. both T words. Uh, use my super friend's voice here. Meanwhile, in the Father's Day Killer's subterranean lair, Chelsea's tied up in the corner while Fuckman first injects some weird brown drug into the tip of his penis, but then he takes a knife and starts cutting into his penis head, slicing the the sharp knife back and forth. Do y'all think the Robin Williams Billy Crystal movie had a scene like this? No. It would have been so much You haven't seen it, you can't say for sure. I've seen it, there's none of this. (laughs) It was... I just pictured Billy Crystal... 
No, that, of course not. Um, Fuckman then takes the bloody knife that he was sawing as Wang with, and he threatens Chelsea with it. But she screams out, You bring that dick of yours any closer and I'll bite it off. You can't kill me. I'm not a dad. She's got a point. He only kills dads. This is true. This is true. Back at the campsite. I'm not worried about the continuity of this film anymore. <laughs> Back at the campsite, Twink and Father John are tripping fucking balls from these berries. <laughs> Why the hell did Ahab bring those things? Oh, I think he wanted to grab the tasty berries. Well, he brought those too, we'll learn. Did he? Yes. Oh. Uh, they're talking total gibberish. They're seeing Jesus. Well, they think they're seeing Jesus, but then it's like this, this, this floating leopard head. That shoots lasers out of its eyes. That shoots up out of the woods, and he's like, "You're fucked." It's crazy, just nonsense. And finally, Father it's a mushroom trip. Is finally, Father is. John grabs a rock and bashes Twink over the head with it to help him sleep. <laughs> I just want to sleep. He's like, "All right." <laughs> you and I've been there. Yeah. Uh, it's a crazy hallucination scene. They're all naked. They're oh, and their dongs. Their dongs are flapping around. They're they're. They're going full for it. Uh, Chelsea's, Chelsea's underwater in a swimming pool in Ahab's... because tr- they Oh, they shove the berries in Ahab's mouth, too, thinking that'll give him some nourishment. He needs to eat. So he starts tripping, and he's like, Chelsea's underwater, begging, her to, begging him to save her. It's way, way nuts. Uh, but in the morning, everyone's okay. Uh, it turns out the last bit of berries they ate were the tasty berries, and that <laughs> counteracted the toxic berries. Yeah. They're like, Ahab, you're alive. Looks like somebody gave me some of my tasty berries. Uh, so they get dressed and marched. Uh, they're all naked when they wake up. Like, what the hell? I think uh, Father John had his priest collar still on. Uh, and they march off to find Chelsea. Uh, here we get a Channel 6 station break reminding us that Star Raiders is coming on next. With a very well done little uh, one minute commercial for Star Raiders. I really want to see Star Raiders. Well, it was like you can't do it because he won't watch it. Was it was straight up '80s commercial. It was like a Ice Pirates commercial. Oh, you know, look, remind me of uh, what's the George Papard uh, one? Uh, Battle of the Stars. Battle Beyond the Stars. Battle Beyond the Stars. Now that was now that's a cl- that's a rock. But it kind of had that. It, it kind of had that aesthetic to yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, if they make a Star Raiders, we will not be doing it on the show. Aww. Sorry. But. Uh, for you. I kind of want to see Star Raiders. <laughs> He's already going back on his band. <laughs> Much like my New Year's resolutions. They're already done. <laughs> I don't think there'd be any dong chomping on Star Raiders, but who knows with these guys. They're maniacs. I gave you one chance. One chance, Astro Six. <laughs> They're all save it for the last five minutes. <laughs> All right, Star Raider, come be- before the Imperial Council and remove your pants. Oh. Just chomping on his dog. I, like, I just really love the fact six. that Star Raiders is just complete Star Wars ripoff and that the Chewbacca character is called Bric-a-Brac. Bric-a-Brac. They didn't even name the woman. It just called her Woman. Woman. <laughs> That's... Uh, uh, they got all the tropes right for that one. <laughs> Anything new on the cigar? Uh, you need no. a beer. What, what kind of beer are you drinking uh, you want the... He'll take the green bottle. The lager. You're good? I'm good, I'm good. I'm going to stick with the green one more and see how that goes. 
the gang arrives at an abandoned water park. Fuckman's lair is, is buried beneath it. They come across a bound... Is anything s- sacred? Dead guy? Can't really tell if he's dead or alive. He's kind of like partially think moving around. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, but he's tied up and gagged by the entranceway of this locked door. And the other guys talk Father John into reaching into the guy's well, mouth they, and pulling the key out like, of him. He's like, why do I have to do it? Well, no, well, they, like, you do what we say. They, All right. They go up to the door. It's locked. How do we and Twink, Twink comes with the great idea. Wait, let me try something out. <laughs> he knocks, he on, knocks, he knocks on, it. on it. No, there's nobody there. Um, so they, they they pull the, the, the key out of this dead guy's mouth, which immediately a, li- a huge thing of bloody vomit shoots out of the guy's mouth all over Father John. Um, once the door's unlocked, they find a bloody Chelsea in there on a dirty mattress, barely clinging to life, but she is alive. Um, they carry her outside into the daylight, and they immediately see Fuckman fleeing in the distance across the bridge. Ahab instantly drops her like a sack of potatoes. He's carrying his, <laughs> his dying sister. He just throws her. It's like vying, like, get out of my... Pulls his gun up to shoot Fuckman. But Twink's Twink, like, Twink was pointing something. up there, and he shoots Twink's hand. Right through Twink's hand. And uh, <laughs> Ahab immediately starts chasing after Fuckman, blasting his belly open with his shotgun. And then he curb stomps Fuckman's face to a sloppy mess up on this bridge. I mean, there's no face left. Picks up and then his, he picks him up, tosses him, tosses him off the bridge where he splats down on this thing. Did you guys see that? That was awesome. Woo. Let's go finish him off. <laughs> he's been waiting his whole life for this. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a big moment. They come up to him and he's just like, "Y'all see that? Y'all see what I just did? Come on, y'all want to get some?" Meanwhile, Chelsea's like, "Oh." Uh, oh. We then join the four vigilantes as they try to get their lives back together. Buckman is dead. And this one sucks, man, because the timing of the troop is really good. I mean, the timing of the dialogue, the timing of the bits, it's really got some chemistry there. You like the, the, the chemistry, the pace it, of the story? Yeah. It take this... When they're, when they're doing non-dong-chomping... Rape scenes. If this movie took out the the rape scenes and the dong chomping, it was just a killer. A killer. Would you be okay with it? Probably so. You'd be all right. Yeah. Because you got good acting. You got some funny dialogue. Well, it, it, great uh, gore effects. You'd be okay with yeah. it. Yeah. To me, it takes on a whole sort of a timing or or transition of like a Hudson Hawk. Starts out where you feel it's somewhat serious, and then just slowly but surely just keeps getting more and more ridiculous. Correct. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. I mean, I'm. Um, well, they're with Buckman dead. They're they're trying to piece everything back together. Uh, Chelsea's recovering from her injuries in the, in a hospital bed. Twink is just confused by the sheer insanity he's witnessed uh, throughout this whole adventure, trying to figure out who he is now. Uh, Father John is being scolded by a vengeful for his vengeful sinful behavior by a. A higher upper in the church, uh, making him do a lot of penances and uh, slaps him in not, the face. Not being treated like a hero that he that he was. And Ahab, having finally slayed his white whale, finds himself lost and without purpose. He's like wandering no around purpose, grocery. Yeah. He's wandering around grocery stores. He's just getting drunk in his hotel room. Uh, and then there's a quick scene, not even a scene, a moment 
where you see Father John and Twink in bed together? I guess they did it. Did y'all catch that? Yes. Again, it's like set to music, so I mean, it was just like a... It's this montage. It's a montage where all of a sudden Father John and Twink are in bed together. At this point, I'm just checking the timeline. How much? How many more like minutes said, is it this? Just, this? This movie at this point just went Looney Tunes. Uh, but we're like, man, there's a considerable amount of time left, as you said, in this movie. Like, what's going to happen? Well, well, that wasn't my question. But. <laughs> well, I was, because I was like, man, it kind of wrapped up in a nice little... I thought they did get rid of Fuckman very easily. He's such an elusive bastard. Like, oh, there he is, and they just got him. Like, there's, there's got to be more to it. He, he fended off a woman with a chainsaw, who apparently <laughs> knew how to use it, and, and large dildos to beat people <laughs> senseless. Yeah. Did you guys think at any point Ahab was going to rip off Fuckman's pants and bite off his dong? No. No. God, I actually have trumped <laughs> these guys. Like, I did. I do something that they wouldn't even do in their movie. Right. Not that I would do that. It's what I call dong justice. That's a movie. I'm out. Can we make that movie dong justice? We probably could, and we would end up. Right next to them at all of the various film festivals. Steven Seagal is out for dong justice. <laughs> Your sensei bit off my master's wang. I doubt we could get him. He's pricey. <laughs> Do you like Ray Dong Chong? We got her brother. <laughs> John Dong Chong. <laughs> dong Chong Dong. <laughs> Guys, this is what I bring to the table. <laughs> Literally, I've rested it here on the table. Take a look. <laughs> uh, um, speaking of Father John, while cleaning up Father O'Flynn's uh, living quarters as part of his penance, he finds an ancient book. A tome? A tome, if you will, that explains exactly what is going on with the fuck Uh That being... <laughs> the being appears once every generation. <laughs> the fucking the fuck manicus, I'm sorry. <laughs> what did I say? Fuck a manicus? That's what I should have called it. <laughs> Keep it at 100. <laughs> the fuck manicus appears once every generation, raping and killing fathers until the host's body is extinguished. It says that he that sees but one path shall stand in the way of the fuck manicus. That's right, boys. Now that the host is extinguished, the fuck manicus has been transferred into Chelsea's body. And it's coming after Ahab. And come after Ahab, she does. Oh, I knew that one was there. Why? You knew I was going to say that. Chelsea shows up at Ahab's hotel room to thank him for saving her. She's all of a sudden extremely uh, healed and healthy and horny. Uh, and she wants to thank him by screwing his brains out. He tries half-assed to fight her off. But you're my sister. You were once a little girl at an orphanage. But now you're all grown up and sexy. So they so start fucking like crazy. Dong, we go from dog-biting cannibalism incest yeah they, oh wow they start doing it uh, missionary style up against the wall 
And when they transition into doggy style for a second, he has a vision that he's actually fucking the fuck manicus. <laughs> or the fuckman. The fuckman. Uh, uh. He like looks down at his sister's cute little ass that turns into a big white guy ass. But that even doesn't stop him. <laughs> he's not a hero at all. <laughs> so he's worse than the He's worse than anybody in this movie. Uh, he just doesn't stop. And all this is set to a very 80s Europe kind of power oh. ballad. Uh, it's totally fucking bananas. It's so crazy. <laughs> you may hate it, Tuck, but you've got to admit, it is the most bananas thing you've ever seen in a long fucking time. It is fucking bananas. <laughs> so crazy. I'll give it that. It is fucking bananas. Well, suddenly, Ahab comes to while he's, he's doing his sister... And he's surrounded by the men in robes who were worshiping the fuck manicus earlier. They all—they have a sacred sword perched right <laughs> above his head, about to plunge it down. When Father John and Twink all of a sudden break down the door and start firing off a million rounds with their machine gun. The problem is, they fire a million rounds into one of the robe dudes. <laughs> <laughs> they run out of ammo. He's shot like a thousand times. There's two other dudes that start fighting with him. Where'd they get those machine guns? Oh, from the car. Those Most were, likely, Those yes. were in the car. Okay. Um, well, yeah, so they start getting into fist fights. Now they don't have any bullets. And uh, guess who is the last fuckmanicus worshiper standing when he pulls off the robe? Detective Stiegel. Stiegel. And he would have got away with it if it weren't for you horny kids. Oh. Total Scooby-Doo reveal. It was. Uh, Stiegel tells Ahab that his people have been guarding the fuck Manicus for generations and that Ahab <coughs> was never more than a thorn in their side. Stiegel was the one who set Ahab up before prison. He's the one that threw that guy in front of Ahab's car. They did it all. I had to say, I had to ensure that you would fulfill your legacy, says Stiegel. And I have, Ahab says. I killed the fuckman. And just then, Chelsea appears up from the bed with demon eyes and lightning bolts shooting out of her titties. Ahab, you fool. With your seed in me, I shall birth the most power fuck, powerful fuckman yet. Happy Father's Day, Ahab, Stiegel says, which prompts Ahab to grab a sword and chop the detective's head clean off. I think I was justified. Guy sent him to prison for ten years. And tricked him into doing his sister. Although he really didn't need much pushing into that. Actually, Stiegel had nothing to do with that. <laughs> Stiegel had nothing to do with that. There was different... Which is great because they actually... You know what we call these, we call these flawed heroes? No hero's perfect. <laughs> it's not even close. It's not, not even... Well, Father John and Twink tell Ahab that as long as he didn't impregnate his sister, Chelsea, the demon, uh, fuck Manicus is indeed dead. Right, Ahab? He's like, no, we just watched TV, hung out a little bit. They're like, all right, good, good, because that would be so wrong on many... He's like, no, 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 uh, we just... Well, we might have fooled around a little bit. They're like, what? <laughs> he says... Finally, he fesses up. Look, Jesus, you saw her body? Y'all would have done the same thing? And they're like, dude, that was your sister. <laughs> Such a weird scene. Oh, just... Like I said... This is the complete thing. It just, just right now, just com- goes off the rails even more so. Oh, dude, this takes. I, I, this is so far beyond dong eating. Oh, it's, it, 
just, it's like they were making the film like when they were mapping out the script like we got to go big here in the third act boys like how do we top we've ate we've chomped off nine dongs <laughs> We had a good, we had a dildo fight. Like, what do we do here? He stomped on the dude's head a thousand times. <laughs> what can we do? Well, there's the ultimate. Uh, we haven't tried incest yet. Let's do that. <laughs> Once their disgust has been adequately suppressed, they're, they're really grossed out by the fact he had sex with his sister. Father John tells them that the fuckmanicus now has Chelsea and is ready to be reborn in hell. Like, they're literally in hell now, uh, where she's pregnant and they're going to have the new demon. So how do they stop the demon? Well, there's only one way to get to hell immediately. we got to all kill ourselves. we got one gun. There's a lot of debate. Nobody really wants to go first. Twink doesn't want to use a gun. He wants to do something a little more romantic, like carbon monoxide. But all of, sudden, all of a sudden, boom, Ahab blows his, half his face off. And boom, just like that, we see him in hell. Immediate. Pretty soon, uh, Twink uh, joins him in hell. He says he lost a game of rock, scissors, paper, something uh, to to the father. However, all of a sudden, we see Father John arrive in heaven. He asks the angel playing beautiful piano at the pearly gates if Twink is here already. And the angel replies warmly, oh, there's no Twink on the list. But we have lots of Twinkies. All the Twinkies you can eat. Heaven. Uh, so this isn't hell? Don't you mean H-E double hockey sticks? We don't say the H word here. You can't cuss in heaven, huh? That's a name for a movie. You can't cuss in heaven. Copyright 2018 Tuesday Night Cigar Club. In hell, Twink's father... (laughs) (laughs) We gotta top this movie. (laughs) In hell, Twink's father appears in the flames, the guy who we saw what happened to him, and says the most hurtful things he could possibly say to him about his mom, about... That's hell. That's what they say hell is. It's just like everything you don't want in your life is there. And Uh, he questions it. Why would you say such things to me? You do realize you're in hell, right? (laughs) Well, elsewhere in hell, Ahab watches his long-deceased and decaying father in a church giving away... Chelsea in a wedding to the renewed fuckman. He's he's resumed his nerdy fat form uh, at the ceremony before he's confronted suddenly by the rotting corpse of the man he murdered years ago, thinking he was fuckman uh, with no face. And it's like, and hey, yet they're carrying on. This the is your hell. You're gonna hang out with me, the guy you killed with this gross again, great effects, really good zombie effect. Really, really. You good. gotta hang out with me for the rest of eternity. Uh, <laughs> It's all very heavy, atmospheric. It's really soul-wrenching, depressing shit. Like, they they did a pretty good job of hell. I actually thought thought so too. Hell sucks, and they I made mean, it. They made it really scary. <laughs> yeah, which you have to. I mean, it's hell. It was just really kind of neatly done. Yeah, got into your head a little bit. I wouldn't say that, but it just it was really neatly done. I mean, it was just it was a depiction that. In my mythos, it was kind of accurate, but at the same time, it wasn't like a stereotypical fire and brimstone and all that kind of no, stuff. No, and I, that's kind of what I what I really, really am disappointed that you it lost you so uh, these other places in the film. 
with the gratuitous rape. Like and stuff. I said, there was some smart stuff done here that I really don't give a shit because of all the and other that's stuff. That's what disappoints me because I really do think there was some clever, thoughtful storytelling stuff, especially here towards the end and comedic stuff earlier. But I just I can understand why you couldn't get past it. The other stuff it's 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 a risk you take when you do stuff like this. Well, I mean, it's um, kind of like anything. You can have a very talented person, but if that talent, if that guy's being an asshole, yeah. I don't care how talented you are. Uh, my ears are burning. <laughs> I was looking right at you. You were literally pointing at me when you said that. Uh, real quick, uh, because I see you're very close to the end of your cigar. I'm uh, well past the halfway point. So are you. Uh, I am enjoying this far more than the, the Tatuaje. Um I enjoy a great Connecticut. Our Connecticut got number one cigar of the year last year, for God's sake. This thing is just speaking to me. Uh, lots of really rich, uh, full flavors. Um, but um, I can I can taste the quality of of the... I, I don't say it a lot, but I can just taste the quality of, of what went into this. Chocolate, the, 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 the cedar, the coffee, um, the cracker on the on the retro hail. It's just a really, really, really good tasting cigar. Do you guys agree? I do. Uh, and it's weird because probably number-wise I'm going to have this above the Tatuaje, but at the same time, I think it makes me appreciate the Tatuaje Connecticut even more because I'm not a big Connecticut guy. Uh, that said, you know, Connecticut did get our number one last year. Uh, I don't, I'm not even sure where I was going with that bit, but I, I appreciate both cigars. I do like the My Father. Uh, that is the, I guess, the second in their portfolio that I really kind of appreciate. Uh, you guys want to talk price point? My father, I'm going to go... 710 for the Tatuaje. About the same size. About the same size. I'll go and even... I'm sorry, what... No, uh, I think I just screwed the food. $8. $8 was the uh, Tatuaje. I'm going to go 710 <laughs> $8 was the uh, Tatuaje. Let me go... 709. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, 710 on Fame. Uh, okay. Go right now on Famous Smoke Shop and get get uh, get one for 7 bucks. Okay. I actually think I smoked this faster than the Tatuaje. Um, man, I I haven't had to retouch it at all throughout, I throughout me talking during one of the breaks. Uh, but man, this thing is just putting out a ton of really good flavor. Uh, yeah. I I would buy that again. I would, I would love to revisit this in a bigger cigar. Yeah. And see what that it does. Would be, yeah. I'm going to give it the tut. He nailed it first. Uh, the, the flavor that rules the roost in this for me is the chocolate. Uh, mix it in with that, that grant, uh, animal crack, <laughs> animal cracker. Yeah. Excuse yeah. me. Uh, uh, once we started getting down into that final third, I did start getting a more traditional Nicaraguan profile. I actually, when we, I, I don't know if you could tell it on my expression. I actually got a brief thing of sweet raisins. Tut sweet raisins. It didn't last long, but I got a little bit of sweet raisins. Uh, I can man. see, I can see it going there. Uh, and yeah, I'm a fan. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. If, as you smoke, anything else? Let me know, uh, and I, I will come back one last time as I see you guys finishing up. 
Uh, and the beer, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go tight on this. I like the Blanc better as a whole. Um, the, the straight uh, pale lager is fine, but I, I don't see me going back to it. I actually do. That Blanc had something unique to it. I, I I'd, I'd go back to that under under the right circumstances. I like the Blanc, but for me right now, I just it feels like the wrong time for it. I, I just yeah. I like I like the the regular the 1664 regular just I appreciate both of them I guess you know in today's craft beer world where everybody's getting you know ridiculously crazy with the flavors it's nice to have that traditional lager profile uh, it's also nice to have that you know traditional doppel program uh, double uh, profile is it the double I keep mixing that up like the Don de Dew is a double or was that a triple no, it was a triple triple okay so yeah, I think the Blanc was more of a triple, but a way far more subdued. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was interesting. I, I, I like that one a lot. Okay. Not bad, Frenchies. Not bad. Not bad at all. I'm still going to call my French fries Freedom Fries. I'm not giving that up. Freedom beer. My Freedom Toast in the morning. And I've still been known to Freedom Kiss on occasion. While you're wearing your Freedom Beret? Well, I'm wearing my Freedom Beret. <laughs> A lot of uh, freedom in this room. Oh, I can smell the freedom. Uh, well, up in heaven, uh, Father John, surrounded by beautiful topless babes. Uh, I knew that's what heaven was like. You can't say hell, but there's naked chicks everywhere. Once again, at this point, we're supposed to take a commercial break so we can see Sexy Beach. But we don't. <laughs> That's your biggest criticism. I was just waiting. It's not for, the I severed was, dongs. I was waiting big, for him to like walk by. We didn't by, see a sexy beach trailer. And they're like, and they're, they should have been like watching a TV and sexy beach. Should have uh, been yeah. on. I mean, it was, yeah, I'm just waiting. I wanted to see sexy beach. I know. Me too. Me too, buddy. We saw Star Raiders, but well, no sexy beach. Father John shows some balls. He grabs his gun and puts it to the uh, angel that was the letting admittance into heaven. He puts it to his head and he demands to see God. Get him to get me out of here. He's like, "Well, he's right down the hall." So they go down there, and well, actually, they have a great discussion just just down the hall. Where? Where's the hall? Right there. It's right in front of you. Can't you see it? It's the hallway. Who's playing? Everything looks like clouds. Who's playing God? Well, yes, it's Troma Team President and indie film legend Lloyd Kaufman. Was he in Getting Lucky? Yes, he was. Yeah, he was the narrator. He's the one who shit all over the film at the very beginning. oh at the very beginning. He did the the introduction. That's right. Just let everybody uh, know this is. This is I'm responsible for this next hour and a half of your life. Which I don't know why he didn't do this at the beginning of this movie. <laughs> well, I am, I am so sorry. This movie, when Lloyd shows up as God, is officially as if it wasn't off the fucking rails already. It's it's. Uh, Father John shoots the angel Chad in the head to show that he means business. Uh, right before God can press the silent alarm under his desk, well, who's he going to call? He's God. <laughs> but before he can press that alarm. Father O'Flynn, the old blind guy, shows up with a gun. Don't touch that button. I was He's honest, like, you don't know the shit I'm seeing up here. Like, I don't know what that was all about. I was just waiting for like, you know, him to stand up, you know, like, Jesus Christ. And like, Jesus walking. <laughs> yes, Dad? Well, uh, he Father O'Flynn says, You let him go, and he he releases uh Father John into hell. Gets his wish. Down in hell, Twink is dead, some demons ripped him to shreds. And Ahab is drugged before the true demon, Fuckmanicus, which is a big, like the Void, a big, slimy, grotesque, Lovecraftian creature. Just 
with claws and just he's huge though he's a ginormous creature uh, he's sitting on a huge throne with Detective Steagle in his robe by his side and Chelsea chained to him like Princess Leah and Jabba the Hutt literally just yeah. Like yeah she's got a little bikini on like and just like that <laughs> um, the demon looks into Ahab's eyes which they're like Ahab don't look into his eyes yeah, and and what do you do literally you literally right out his, his guts eyes. And he literally just starts puking out all of his insides all over the place. Uh, he stands up. Uh, fuck Manicus demon stands up, squashes Detective Stegel, just steps right on him and squashes him to pieces with his giant clawed, slimy foot. And right before he's about to crush Ahab, Sleazy Mary, remember the, the strip club owner? She shows up out of nowhere and throws a bottle of Ahab's homemade maple syrup at fuck Manicus, which for some reason causes him to shrink in pain and agony. Like the Wizard of Oz. Chelsea's tugging at his chains, uh, Jabba style, style. <laughs> and strangling the demon as well until finally Ahab tosses her his maple syrup tap that he kept in his boot all that time uh, and with the help of Father John, who's crashed down uh, from heaven, uh, fuck Manicus, they stick the tap in him and re- Turn the faucet and all his blood and guts and evil stuff pour out. He's basically reduced. He shrinks down to a disgusting little fat little baby, demon baby, to which Chelsea then comes over and just starts stomping, stomping on the his. hell till it's nothing but just goo. Goo. Uh, there was a lot going on. Did I pretty much sum it up right? I yeah, sure. Solved uh, yeah. all of it. Okay. Yeah. Ahab raises to his feet because despite this puking up his entire insides it's hell some rules kind of don't apply he stands up and he immediately starts making out with his sister again <laughs> he's already in hell uh, just oh but sleazy Mary wanted a kiss and he shoves her out of the way <laughs> she just saved his life yeah. he pushes her out and he starts making out with, with Chelsea uh, before she disappears and they say her soul is returned to earth but before, as she's floating off, Father John yells out, Don't forget to get an abortion! <laughs> and that is the last laugh I had. Like, oh my god, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> At least he's, he's on the ground. Get an abortion! <laughs> Do it! Don't forget! Uh, just then God in his white, shoot, his white suit shows up down in hell. Turns out he owns the upstairs and the downstairs. He says, you got to give the illusion of competition to raise morale. Uh, he tells them, job well done, you killed the demon, and he walks off, leaving them stumped on how to get back up into the world of the living. Maybe, Father John says, if we just hope really, really hard. So they all start repeating the word hope over and over again. Hope, hope, hope. And then we flash cut to the table on Earth where they all shot themselves, and we see their rotting corpses at the table, Twink, Ahab, and Father John. They all blew their brains out. There's no They're coming back from They're not coming that. back from that. Their heads are in pieces and then, t- you like probably like this touch, some ha- some house cats <laughs> jump on the table and I thought they were going to start licking their brains but they're just kind of hanging out. You just see Twink's body just sort of slowly fall <laughs> over. <laughs> so they, they, in fact, do not get out of hell. Which, which Twink sucking off dudes in alleyways, Ahab banging his sister, they 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 belonged in hell. There's no there's no coming back Fa- from that. Father John just going balls crazy in the church. He did shoot Chad the angel in the head. That's that's got to be just can't allow that. 
The end, boys. That was the end. I actually had this thought. Detectives show up to this house, come into the kitchen, and they're like, man, what kind of weird suicide pact was this? And that was it. That, I mean, that would be it. That would be, all right, suicide pact, write it off, case solved. Oh. But yet, the actual story is, is that they killed themselves to go down to hell and fight a demon and save the world. Yet, from the world's perspective, they were just a bunch of slubs that yeah, killed themselves. I thought that that was like an interesting little thing. All right, I can see that. Too bad the rest of the movie just totally fucking blew balls. Uh, it, it the hell stuff. The hell balls. Not. I, I can't stress there's enough. No blow, there's no blow. The hell. I would have liked some detectives to come in at the end and just start biting their dead dongs off. Curse you, fuck me, God, Tut, Tut's got the. He's now he's in the spirit of things. Uh. <laughs> Um, I will say this: all the hell stuff with the demons reaching up from underground—they had like these huge, like tentacles, kind of tree. Like the the production on yeah. that was very low budget, but it worked. Yeah, kind of like at the end of the void when they go into that well, other you know, universe. I mean, it, just, it was this. These guys are sort of trippy, sort of like stu- they're, they're walking around. It's like this sort of like stu- old stop motion all stuff. It's very evil. Stuff was first really cool. evil dead. Yeah, the, the tree yeah. rape scene. Yeah, it's very much that style of stop motion. Um, these guys behind these movies, but behind Astron Six, are technically very talented effects and visual guys. Which a lot of them work, as we said in the Void episode. Yeah, they work on like the X Men movies. They're they they are, you know, special effects guys on bigger budget movies. These are the kind of the things yes. they they cut their teeth on, so to speak. I'll talk about teeth in this movie. Uh, I you know. In my 20s, I probably would have made everyone I know sit down and watch this movie. <laughs> At least five times. I, I, I got to admit, in my this 20s... This is groundbreaking. I, I, I was attracted to outlaw filmmaking shit. People were doing stuff that, that weren't allowed or I hadn't seen before. I'm not 20 years old anymore. I didn't... Did did they go too far with some things to alienate too many people? Yes. Uh, do I think it worked as a whole? I think it was a big. Me- I think a lot of it was just really messy and all over the place. But I'm with. I, I think you agree with me. I laughed enough, and I respect that to the very end. Dude, you thought you'd seen it all with the 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 sexual assault and the and the and the and the, and the severed. Things when the when he starts, I don't want to see that having sex with Chelsea. Like I, I, said, I consider just, myself an imaginative writer and a, ma- a creative guy. I don't think if you were like, all right, Kate, we need a big third act. I don't know if I would have come up. I would have gone there, even in my twenties. I just felt like, like someone was running up, like, all right, we're in the middle of this. Let's get this done. Wait, wait. What if <laughs> we did this instead? Chelsea, we've got a rewrite. Oh, that's good. That's, what do you think about good. this? Uh, no. To have your hero bang his sister freely, like, by his own choice. That's... Uh, which was a shame, because I really... I, I think we all agreed we liked the character of Ahab and the, the guy playing it. It just... It was already off the rails. Yeah, well... And then it fell off the rails again. And then no, it... It just... It just kept going in some 
There's an old saying in the podcast world. They've been saying for hundreds of years. Every podcast will have that one episode. And this was ours. I, I honestly what... can't see us uh, uh, stumbling across something like this again. Nor and we. now that I know the effect it has on certain Tuesday Night Cigar Club members, I, I obviously would not uh, allow such a, a story to, to be brought to the table. I am a fairly decent respecter of, of, uh, of other persons. Of course. Although I do have to say that Robin Wade's Billy Crystal movie, would have, we would have endured pain on another level. It, I'm sorry, Billy no. Crystal's the biggest joke in not a good way, the history of cinematic comedy. Oh. Guy's a loser. Listen to this guy. I'm saying. It's a fact. I'm so angry. You, you I just want to be done. Everything so, he's I just want to be done so hard that I'm not even going to fight that. I'm just going to be like, all right, let's go. I do, I do this uh, every once in a while on the show. I think it's fun to do little lists. Just uh, what are y'all's top five movies where uh, cannibal fat boy fuckers eat other guys' dongs? Huh, top five. Top huh? five. I was going to go ten, but let's try to get it down to five. Man, it's so tough to narrow it down. I know. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> There's only it's one. It's not tough at all. There's one. There's only one. Of course I'm joking. Um, well, this movie did serve a purpose. It allowed us to sit here and have something to talk about while we smoked two very good cigars. Um, I the, really hate this movie. I, know. I hate this movie. <laughs> With a damn passion, and I so and it, and freaking it, much, and it, and it saddens me that I. It saddens he's, he's me. He's gonna go out and he's gonna. He's gonna you know buy. what? As a penance, I'm going to tomorrow. I'm gonna sit on the couch and I'm gonna watch four episodes of Fixer Upper, and we're even. No, you need to watch Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. It's one of the ghosts. Fuck Manicus. No. <laughs> no. Fucking fuck mannequins. <laughs> no. All right, ghost, what's your story? <sighs> all right, all right, all right. Got my sister right here. <laughs> oh, no. Does he do that in the movie? <laughs> no. Oh. oh. Why? <laughs> How to eat a dong in 10 days. Most <laughs> definitely failure to launch. Oh, <laughs> you sick bastard! Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Oh. I promise. I don't promise. want to promise. A soft promise. We will never, ever, ever do a movie with this many uh, penises eaten. Did they eat one in the Green Inferno? I think they ripped off that fat guy's dong and ate it in the, the cannibal movie we did. They probably did. I think they did. I think I think we were grossed out, but you were okay because it was a one-off. Well, they, were, they were like chopping them up into bits. I well, don't it was contextual. Yeah, they were cannibals. Amazon cannibals. Yeah. All right, well, <laughs> one a year. How's that? You guys get the rest of the year with no, no, none of, none of this. Well, if if by that context, then we never have to see this again for a whole year. Can you like let us know in 2019, Father's Day too? Oh, I'm gonna be sick that day. No, next show we're gonna do sexy beach and everybody will be happy. 
You're just saying that. You're just saying it. You don't mean it. I don't want the Astron 6 guys to hire us to make Sexy Beach. I swear to God. I would, I would in a million, I would in a heartbeat work with these guys. Because they, they, the amount of production value they get in their films on a limited budget, the way they handle effects. I'm just saying, if they if they would make a Star Raiders or a Sexy Beach, I would I would be I'm watching. On, I'm on board. Astron Six, call me. You want to bring a little bit of Canadian uh, craziness down to Texas? Let's do this. Can't. You're blackballed. What if I agree to let Angela Lansbury be in it? I'll remove my ban. No. Nope. Huh? He passed the test. I was no. I was no. testing his convictions. I'll be here. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> doctor doctor will be in a heartbeat. Sorry, Todd. Well, uh, thank you for joining us on our on our kickoff episode. We got some big things coming this year that uh not quite ready to talk about. But um, all in due time. And uh, I think you'll like it. And uh, it's going to be a big year for us. And uh, as a result, a big year for you at home. So thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. All right, all right, all right. right. See, now I can't. (laughs) I can't. uh, Uh, Don't destroy that for me. Wasn't Terry Bradshaw in one of the... His dad... I pictured him with those fuck mannequin glasses on. When he... I I completely nude Terry Bradshaw. Remember when he came and spoke to us? Oh, yeah. Our our high school team when we were in high school. He's a large man. A large, sweaty man. We won the state championship. Not us. We were were drinking. (laughs) We did, didn't we? But uh, we watched the game. And uh, as a a celebration event, they brought in Terry Bradshaw. And he gave this huge speech. I've never seen a man sweat. He walked up on stage. He hadn't done anything. He just just (laughs) broke out in a sweat. Just drenched. Uh, not fuck manicus esque, but it was gross. Uh, if he, you know, like grabbed that football, I just, I don't know if I could handle it. All right, Dad, where's this? Oh. oh, no, that is not what that movie's about. Uh, Tut, give us some links. Get us out of here, for God's sake. <laughs> well, if you made it this far, you can try to reach us at. Twitter at TNCCCast. Uh, I just got a thing. I, Twitter's shut us down. <laughs> uh, hopefully Instagram's still around. We're on Twitter's band list. At TNCC underscore podcast. Uh, maybe you can find us on Facebook, Tuesday Night Cigar Club. We were just removed from Facebook. <laughs> well, I guess Twitter or YouTube's out, Tuesday Night Cigar Club. If you can hear this. They're just wiping us off the, the planet for this. We didn't make the damn movie. We just talked about it. I'm not going to be held responsible for others' actions. I tried to narrate the story as tastefully and sensitively as I could. Uh huh. You come up with a. I had to come up with like six different ways to say biting dicks. I used dongs. I used wangs. I used the technical term penises. I did everything I could to try to spice it up. And keep it tasteful. But we are an adults-only podcast. I mean, you know. There's a little warning on iTunes. A little E. <laughs> Can we maybe go with like some you know more family-friendly stuff here? Anything. Yes. We'll be doing Jumanji next. Oh, sweet. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Finally a podcast you can listen to with your kids. 
Does Dwayne Rock Johnson chomp any dongs in that? Or I don't no? think he does. Okay, good. I hope not. I don't want him on Tut's band list. I like that guy. <sighs> Only us. Only us. Um, you guys want to stick around and drink a little bit more? I do. I need to. <laughs> I can't go to sleep tonight. I'm going to have nightmares. Uh, thank God I don't have a sister. Hey, well, none of us have sisters. That's a good, oh, that's a good <laughs> The doctor does. Thank God the doctor wasn't here tonight. Uh, I hope you'll uh, join us next episode. Uh, we'll be drinking more beer, smoking more delicious cigars, hopefully, and uh, giving it giving it to you like nobody else does. And I like the fuck mannequins. <laughs> Hail the fuck mannequins. Hail the fuck mannequins. Come on, guys. No. 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 Uh, no. Of course not. Sayonara, motherfuckers. That seems so. (laughs) Even now, what what have we done? (laughs) I'm like the fuck manicus when that maple syrup got. (laughs) I'm shrinking. (laughs) I don't have my powers. Well, I think it would have been like, you know, I really wanted him to make the little joke like, seriously, what was I making the syrup? He clearly killed a demon and something. I mean, that, that, I think that was that was a great thing. He should have done that. Like, seriously, what what have I been making it out of? That that is a line that needed to be in there. What the fuck was in that syrup? I don't know. Apparently, like, they weren't maple trees. I like how he's living in a little rustic cabin and like living like a nomad, but yet he still bottled his syrup in those little glass the maple glass leaf. maple leaves. <laughs> Nice touch. I think, nice I think touch. that's like required. Yeah, you had to do that. <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, I, and uh, it's going to be a great year. And I, I'm going to say this with the full conviction of uh, we're not going to let this movie break our spirits or our bonds. We're brothers. Like I told myself on the way down here, I was like, just remember, it's not about the movie. It's about hanging out with your friends. That's what it's always about. May the wings of liberty never lose a feather, homies. Sayonara, motherfuckers. Hail the fuck manicus. Hail the fuck manicus. Fuck manicus! Well, folks, it's certainly good to finally be back here in the swing of things after the new year. I hope everyone had a very Merry Christmas. To learn more about one memorable Christmas Eve back in the early 90s when yours truly got stuck while climbing down a chimney to deliver toys and anything else the girls at Alpha Delta Pi Sorority might want for Christmas, please read my Yuletide classic entitled Ebenezer Spooge, How My Curvy 9-Inch Wang Saved Christmas by Keith A. Claus. You see... Old Keith Claus used his unusually serpentine trouser snake to both free himself from the chimney and pleasure the... Wait a minute. Why am I giving away the goods for free here? Read the damn book, you cheap hosers. 18 and older only, you've been warned, because this story goes places the liberal media just doesn't want you to know about. Like my underpants. And uh, in the meantime... To learn more about the cigars and libations enjoyed on tonight's episode, you can visit www.tatuatecigars.com, 
www.myfatherscigars.com and www.cronenberg.com. For more on O'Brien's Irish Pub, the live music leader in Central Texas, please visit O'BrienSimple.com and download their free smartphone app where you'll find full beer listings including over 40 on tap, menu information, and a calendar of upcoming live events. To listen and purchase music heard on tonight's program, check out www.fritzbeermusic.com. Thank you for listening to the Tuesday Night Cigar Club podcast. This is Keith A. Howell saying until next time, friends, unless we see you sooner at the pub. So keep it smoky, and for God's sake, keep it ballsy as well. <laughs>